All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, have you been through what I've been through in the past month? You'd be, you'd be crazy, too. All right. Take two. <laughs> Here we are. We had a little technical difficulties, but like we said, we got a little fluff, got to know each other, and here we are. So let's get right back into it. I have two lovely ladies here that I am so excited to interview, and I want to let you guys have an opportunity really quick to just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. So, Angela, start it off. Hi. Thank you for having us on your show. Yes. Um, I am Angela DeMarco the founder of finduniquelyyou.com and like how and why we're here. I'm a Long Islander, grew up in Garden City, live in Bayport. I'm very proud of our, our strong island. Um, yeah. I don't have, a, you don't have an accent though that much. Because I'm from Garden City. From you, oh, so it's a little, okay. <laughs> very okay. fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's the fancy. I, I went to SUNY Farmingdale and we had an, a dictation you, kind of thing. Are you putting your privilege? Oh, I, yeah. On to me, but we lived in an apartment in Garden City. Just to be clear, okay. Just to be clear, my parents worked very hard so we could live there. But when we were in this thing, everyone's like, "Say talk, 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 talk." Yes, I noticed that you have a really you don't have that Long Island type accent. Yeah, yeah. So we were getting into before before we realized that it wasn't being recorded. You're talking a little bit about your upbringing. Let's go back into that again and talk about that. Okay. You're talking about your father, and if you could start from the beginning again about your relationship with your father. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Don't> start it. <laughs> Dealing with two characters here. <laughs> oh, All here right. we go. So, so I'm born 1974. Um, <laughs> my parents both went to uh, Garden City High School. They were best friends. Um, my parents got married really young, right out of school pretty much, and had me. And uh, they were divorced by the time I was two years old. Um, they, my dad wound up moving out to California and marrying a woman who happened to be bisexual. This is the story I found out later. And he realized that he was gay. He realized it by moving out there. With this woman and being in this lifestyle, I suppose. Like, it just introduced him to a place where it was okay. Because from our town, it was definitely not okay. Yeah. You know, like, it was a very privileged town, as you said. Yeah, well, not only that, though, too. Back then, at eight years old, so we're talking about 1982, being gay was really in the closet. Like, yeah. you really didn't see anyone coming out and saying anything. It was kind of taboo. Yeah. You didn't see it on the television. You didn't see it really. I mean, I, I think there was this one TV series that I saw. It was called um, The Truth About Alex. I don't know if you ever saw that. If you ever, yeah. yeah. It was it a TV series, it, or was it, it like one of those oh, like after school specials? Yes, after school special. Latchkey Kid. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. After school special, and it was like, what? What are you talking about? Some guy has feelings for another guy. So it was really crazy. It was crazy. So how did you find that out? Take us through the steps that you found out that your father was gay. Okay. So my dad always lived far away. Like he lived in California. I was going on planes by myself. There were like mom was dropping me off at the airport and dad was picking me up at the gate. You know, I was very, very much alone, like winging it. Um, and one time when I went to go visit him, um, he was living in Rochester, and he had an apartment. And he was had a roommate, um, Tim, who owned a dance studio. And I was about 13 years old. 
And I guess you only <laughs> see what you want to see, right? Yeah. Like you just don't. I, I was like freaking clueless. I was in my own little bubble, I swear. And um, you were in survival, by the way. I was in I survival. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Dana. You're welcome, Dana. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you oh, for you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So real quick. So my dad, um, there was a, a big dance gala for Tim's studio, and I wound up making out with one of the dancers. So I'm in, going into ninth grade, and my dad gave me a sex talk because he's also a social worker so he had me some pamphlets on sex and then he walks out of the room and he goes by the way you know I'm gay right and I'm like yeah totally of course because I would never like I want to make him feel better right it's not about me it's about how can I make him feel better in this situation so he walked out and I'm like oh my god and I had no one to talk to you know, I had no one around you didn't have uniquely you I, that you can go on and have maybe people that you can talk to and someone helping you, right? We and didn't we'll have social that. media. We didn't have anything, you yeah. know? And I couldn't talk to my family. I couldn't talk to my mom because it was all like, what do I do with this information? So once I kind of like accepted that this was it, I kind of wore it like a badge. You know, I'm walking out, we're here, we're queer, and I'm going to gay pride parades and I'm having my aunt, my hanging out with my Aunt Danny making uh, uh, <laughs> the best Cape Cod ever. I knew how to make a great Cape Cod by the time I was 15. I still can't get over the fact that out of nowhere, like I, you know, that you went from your, a regular relationship with your mother and father and then the next thing you know you're at the gay pride parade with your dad is he holding hands with another guy I mean is he making out with no, guys in front of you no he was very respectful um, in that respect but it was like the all the flashes that came you know because Dana says you can't see unsee grandma naked right so I was like oh my god I've always had a, I've always slept in the guest room oh my god he's always had lived with a guy they've always been in the same bed like all these things were came I'm like duh I'm so stupid I didn't see any you never of this. you never really thought about that when you saw your father sleeping in bed with another guy, you didn't think no. anything of it. It wasn't right? even in my awareness as being a thing. But it's because of the times yeah. as well. If you saw that now, if a child saw that now with how, you know, accepting being gay is in yeah. today's society, then you may have put it two and two together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then you, you were you were also talking about how your father was giving you champagne or something like that, right? Yeah, at the gala. I mean, I think that but the way that my dad connected with me was to treat me like one of the one of the friends, you know, and like he likes to used to parade me around. So I I wrote a song a while ago and he's like it's about treating me like a doll to put on display every time I was every time I was around he invited people over. There's always a party and look how great my daughter is and I would play that role, you know? So I would get I would go to the bar in my jammies and be so cute cuz I had my fuzzy slippers on drinking beers with these gay guys. And, and how <laughs> Dana <laughs> Relax over there. We get. We'll get to you. Oh, We're gonna sure. get to you. No, oh, I yeah. got nothing. This I, one, yeah. <laughs> She's been through it with me. She knows. <laughs> How old are you? When you say, can you just describe the scene? Because you know, I, I here I am, and I'm thinking, you know, guys dressed up, maybe in girls, a uh, girl outfits, and then high heels, and then here you are at what age, <laughs> drinking beers and doing shots with them? Like I, I just, I'm trying to envision it in my head, but. I'm sure that you could really explain it. You know, being younger, where there were some moments, but you know, the things that make me cringe, oh. things that make me cringe. Um, when I was in my, when I was in college, I went to University of South Florida. That's where Dana and I met. And we'll talk about that in a little while. But he came down to visit, and I remember going to take him to the gay bar. Well, where'd you take him? Where'd you take him? I don't remember. Ebor oh, City, probably. Ebor, definitely yeah. Ebor. Well, wait a second, wait a second, wait. A, so he would come to visit you, and then uh, he'd have a side conversation and say, "Where are the gay bars?" No, I just knew that that's what we were doing. 
It was that just, was like a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. He's coming. I got to take him to the gay bar. Yeah. Okay. And I got him a hookup for the night. Got him a hookup. What do you mean? I don't understand. Because I'm so charming and uh, delightful that all the they'd be like, "This is your daughter," and he'd be like, "Yeah." And I, would, <laughs> I got him a hookup for the night. Really interesting. How would you do that? So you're the liaison <laughs> gonna, to the to the uh, to your father whoring around at night, right? I mean, because that's really basically what's happening. I would that's assume. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So you're the liaison here. You two now you connected. Go bang. Go do whatever you gotta go do. Daddy. And thanks to me. Right? Yeah, it makes me cringe. Makes me cringe. Makes me cringe. What else would you be doing with your father? Like what So okay. So the I think the the relationship obviously is not a healthy one, right? So in my twenties was pretty much a train wreck life. I was very successful. I was I was an art director in advertising. I worked at agencies in the city. Um, by the time I was twenty eight, I met my first starter husband. And, um, you know, and everything was going well. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. I love that line. <laughs> I was like, what took you so long? I, I was like, wait. I love that line because you want to know why. And just for, just for, you know, um, transparency, there's still something else that we're going to talk about that we talked about when we realized that it wasn't on audio. And I was trying to see. I'm I thought we were there. going to get there. I'm getting there. So that's why I had a little leg. <laughs> but I love that line. I'm getting there. The starter husband. Yes. Okay. How many times have you been married? I'm on my second. You're on your second. So I'm on, not this bad. is my final. Yeah. This okay. Is this is my, it. My husband is now it. is like. Pfft, okay. He's perfect. So, so me. talk talk to us though, because <laughs> really one of the things that you said when we first started talking on a Zoom call, which was last week, was that you said to me that you were an alcoholic. Yes. Right. And I would assume that started since your father is giving you drinks at an early age. I would assume that that's how that. Became, it came about. Yes. Well, alcohol, like drinking alcohol is a, a society acceptable situation. Not for 13-year-olds, but in my in my sphere of influence, all the adults drank. So it just was the thing. And then when I started working in advertising, we had happy hour Fridays. It was just a thing. There was always alcohol around. So for a while, it appeared to be fun, right? And then eventually it was because I was in so much pain that and I was drinking a lot and that's when I realized there was a real big problem. Especially the fact that your father, you would think that your father's giving you at a young age that this is an acceptable yes. thing, right? This is somebody that I look up to. This is a father figure and he's the one giving me the alcohol so I would assume that this is something that's acceptable. Yeah, and even my grandparents. The grandparents had, they were from the, you know, the 50s. They would sit at their night and they would have their Manhattans and their little pitcher of martinis and give me the olives out of their drinks which I realized was to get me to go to sleep, you know, but this was just, I was just always around it. Yeah. All the adults, like my grandfather knew everybody's drink, you know, when they That was his in. thing. That was his thing. Yeah. Um, so and I remember one time he had Campari. I don't know if you ever had Campari. No. Campari is like this red, disgusting. I, I, he was like, mmm, this is delicious. And it was pink. And I'm like, I'll try it, Poppy. And I tried it. I like spit it out everywhere. I'm like, what the hell? It's gasoline. Like, that was just my life. Yeah. You know, so it was just the thing that we all but, did. But how did it get then to doing drugs with your father. How did that happen? How did all of a sudden, because when you, you know, I, I'm really intrigued by this because it goes from drinking to drug use. Right. Right. So explain that. How did that happen? All right. So the drug use for me, I was, I was a Nancy Reagan kid in high school. I was a say no to drugs. You know, we all, we all drank in high school. We partied. There were keggers. There were all that stuff. Like drinking was the thing. Throwing up till you throw up, whatever. Drinking till you throw up. But when I went to college, <clears throat> My birthday's August 28th. 
coming um, up. Coming up. So I'm down at school. I rush a sorority where I meet Dana, who we'll get to over here. Don't worry. I'm not hogging today. I um, am enjoying this. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Tell me about doing drugs with your father. I'm going to. I'm getting there. So I'm in. So I um I my so I had I had good role models in my life. My grandfather, my mom's brother. Um, these men were very important to me. Very very good family men, and they were the reason why I have you know an understanding of what a healthy relationship could look like. So I'm in college. I'm down in Florida. Um, it's my birthday, or the day after my birthday, I get a call. I go to class. I get a call from my aunt. She goes, Uncle John died. My uncle was this amazing doctor. He was in internal medicine. Um, it came out of nowhere. He had an enlarged heart. It was the first like tragic experience I've ever had. So I went to the funeral. I even was in a car with my dad, not the limo, with my family, like my mom and everybody, whom I was, that, they were my primary family. And I just couldn't be, I couldn't express. And the minute I got back down to Florida, my big sister in the sorority, Maureen, was like, you wanna do a bong hit? And I was like, what's a bong hit? As I'm, as I'm lighting it and coughing and whatever. And then it became, oh, here, take this. Okay, cool. What did I just take? Are we going up or down tonight? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. going on a trip? Cool. Like, I just, it didn't matter. I didn't want to feel anything. So that's pretty much how the drug use started. Um, I was never truly, I could walk away from drugs, but booze was a little bit harder because it was easier to get to. It was more societal, acceptable, and whatever. So my dad and I, so cut to the start of marriage. I'm, I'm out of the start of marriage now. And it's 2008. 2008. And my dad and I are in my uh, little apartment that I can barely afford around the block from my other apartment in Brooklyn. And we're doing blow one night with my kids sleeping in the back. <laughs> Can't. You're doing blow with your father in the car? No, in the, in the bedroom. In the bedroom. And your kids are sleeping in the other room. Yep. How was that experience for you? Horrifying. Did Horrifying. he, like, like, so did he just say, here, Let's do some blow together. Did he give you, like, did he let you there get up some, to there it? There were some experiences that we had prior to that where we had done drugs and then just became the thing, like going to the gay bar, just became the thing, you know? So yeah. every time he was in town, he called it tickets for the show because, you know, he's gay. So we're going to go to Broadway show. He would go, I got to get tickets for the show. And he would come with blow. And he would key it and put it in my nose. And, and how old are you at this time? 22, 23? 33. Oh, 33. Doing blow with your father at 33 years old. Now, just from someone looking on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I, swear. I, I run a company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I swear. No, somebody from the outside. <laughs> and, and this is going to segue into, obviously, what you're doing. Yeah. That's a person that's lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Then that, that was because if you yeah. are doing blow with your father at 33 years old and your kid's in the other room, you personally, internally, are lost. Oh, I was I was broken broken completely that was the last night I ever did blow because when I woke up in the morning which I had like an hour of sleep my dad was still there so my daughter was safe they were there I went for a run and it was snowing and it was like almost like to like kind of like purify myself or I was just so upset with myself and so disgusted with myself to be in that situation that that was the moment I realized who my dad was and I no longer speak with my father so um and I wish him well. I have no hard feelings, but it just I couldn't be around that anymore. Not not to elaborate too far, far into it, but was that the incident that made you not talk to your father? Is there another incident that you said, finally, I'm cutting him off? That was the start of seeing him for who he is. Um, what right a scary moment that is, too, by the way, right? Because now you finally are 
pulling back the curtain. A curtain that you wanted to keep closed probably your whole entire life. And that's why at 33, you're doing coke with your father. Because you haven't pulled it back yet. Yeah. Right? About four months prior to this event, um, the starter husband beat me up to the point where he almost killed me in front of my daughter. Now, he's the father of the kids, too, right? You said one kid. One kid, my daughter. How does a fight like that start? How does that, because as a man, just saying who I am, my golden rule is no matter what that female does to me, I would never lay a hand. I run. I'm not the cold cop guy either, but I would just run out of the house and see you later, goodbye, because it's not going to escalate to that. So it takes a certain type of man, in my opinion, to be such a scumbag and do that to a female. But what led for that type of anger to be in your relationship? Again, because now here you are, still lost. Yeah, so there was definitely a lot of verbal abuse going on um, that I didn't realize that I allowed. You know, I, I didn't really pay attention. I was like on autopilot. We got married. I remember walking down the aisle looking at him going, oh my God, I got to kiss that for the rest of my life. No. Oh, yeah. oh that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does. It does. And then I was like, because you know what it is? It, it was maybe this, the 20s mentality or where I was. There was no thought of consequences to anything that I did. But you know what also, though? That's very selfish of you. I'm very selfish. To be honest. Because he should have known that that's how you felt. Because he was also going into a relationship with you. Yes. And maybe not knowing that you thought that. Because if yeah. I knew that the girl that I'm going down the aisle with thinks that of me, it's over. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He didn't care. So prior, I mean, everything leads to prior. But I was uh, four blocks away from when the towers fell. Like, saw them fall. Was experienced. With At 9-11? Yeah. Oh, and Jesus. so I was dating this guy, and all I wanted was safety and security and to get out of the city. So it was like, that's how he, we got married. It was your ticket. We got engaged like four four months later. It was your ticket. It was my ticket. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of like just survival mode. So I didn't even notice all of the kind of controlling stuff that was happening until I had my daughter. But the minute my daughter popped out, I was like, oh, my God, I'm meant to be a mom. Like I knew. I was. I knew I was meant to be. A, I'm an art director, marketing person. I was very good at my job. Not like top of the bill. I'm not going to have my name on a, on a trophy or anything. But I knew I was good at it, and I knew that that kid. I was meant to be her mother. You know, Dana, and I don't mean to just switch subjects. So yeah. you know, I listened to your book, and you said that too. Once you had your kid, everything changed for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, I understood unconditional love for the first time in my life. For the fir- and that's when my curtain got pulled back with my mother. Yes. Because as soon as I saw, my children are 16 months apart, excuse me. <clears throat> as soon as I saw Nala for the you know for the first time and then 16 months later her sister Nadia and love them in a way that well anybody who understands you know yeah. what it is to be a parent I immediately looked at my mother and I was like <gasps> you son of a you bitch suck. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. how I, can you not love me the way that I'm loving this kid who's only been here for 30 seconds 30 seconds still gooey yeah yep. still gooey yeah and I had little touches of it when I was because I was an educator for a whole bunch of years and I remember being around thir- I didn't have my kids till close to 40 I was in my late 30s and um, but when I was about 30 I got a job in a private school and I noticed the guidance counselor was on point all the parents cared it was a Jewish day school so there was just this whole value to education and to the children and they mattered and I was a part of this to to create success for these children and I was like wait a minute 
where was my mother when? Where was my guidance counselor when? Where were my teachers? Oh, and I and I started to develop a little bit of resentment then, and that you know just for the adults in my life who couldn't be the adult, I became the adult actually that I needed. You know. Yes. And then when I had my children, like I said, then the curtain was pulled way back, and I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. Because my father, it was out there. There was a narrative that my father sucked. When I came to learn as I got older, that was my mother's narrative, and it wasn't as who was pushed on you. Yes. That narrative. Yes, of yeah. course. You yeah. know what I mean? You, yeah. know, you tell the children, that here's a narrative, and we go, okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, my father sleeps with his buddy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's natural. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's natural. It's, it's love. You know, yeah. but we don't know. You mean your father doesn't sleep with a guy, you're his best friend either? You know? Yeah, you, you start going to friends' houses, and you go, oh, wait, wait, this yeah. doesn't yeah. look yeah. like that. So, so um, that's really, yeah, and, and when you start to see these adults that were supposed to love you unconditionally and protect you as humans as opposed to uh, you know the end all and the be all that's when you have to start looking at yourself and going okay what have I picked up here along the way and what kind of cooties do I have to peel off and what type of person do I want myself to be do I have respect for myself because until you don't until you realize that you have to start respecting yourself then you can't respect anyone else until you love yourself I love this guy you can't love anyone else (laughs) right you have to have those deep conversations and look in the mirror and say this is who you are this is what you got to work with these are the cards that you got dealt now do you want to play yeah or do you want to just fold and be the victim your whole entire life now the reason why I'm so interested in this fight that you got to because I think that it plays a lot into how you got out of it. I like the how you got out of it side of it because here you are walking down an aisle with someone that you despise physically, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, to me, that's that's the entrance to, you know, you have to be attracted to the person physically, in my opinion. And, and how you can see however shallow it is, that's that's just me. No, yeah, I get you be, through the door. Yeah, get you through the door. You know, right? he's got that's, a nice personality. Never really got anybody anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it seemed like though for years you were trapped. You didn't know how to get out of it. It was your ticket, like how Dana said. Yes. But now you get to this fight, right? Mm. What happened? How did it? You know, it, you, it's a verbal, and then what, how did it escalate? So I would say <clears throat> a few months prior to the fight. I had said this isn't going to work. You know, I was starting to like pull out. Like you like, said that internally, or did you say that to, to him? him? Tim, we talked about it. Okay, because that's a big step. Yeah, because I, I mean, we tried everything, every which way. I tried to do everything that could keep him. You know, to keep the to try to light the fire. You know, but just nothing was working. And did you I, try changing him? No, no. I tried to. I tried to adapt to do things that he liked to do, and it just got, went. It got seedy. It got. I don't want to get into any of it, but it was just not me. Everything made me feel worse okay. because I wasn't living my true self. And then we went to go see a therapist together to try and talk about it. And he thought the therapist could convince me that I was wrong and all that stuff. And so he was trying to change you. So I, That's the thing, because yeah. in a relationship, once one of them is trying, once one person is trying to change the other, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no acceptance now. Yeah. The thing was, I was changing. That's what happened. I had my daughter, and then I started to realize, like, I have an opinion. I like doing things my way, you know? Like, I can compromise, but I I wanted to go see my mother for a weekend, and he was like, you just went to see your mother last weekend, you can't go this weekend. I was like, what? 
Like things like things like that. Like I started to be like, what? Yeah, no. what are you talking about? Like, shut up, go do your own errands. I'm gonna take the kid and go see my mother. Yeah. You know, like she's a half hour away. You found your voice. I started to. Started to. So I wanted to leave. We go to the therapist. Um, I had a one on one with the therapist and I was like, Listen, I just need help getting out of this. I asked for help. And he was like, why? He was like, well, I was going on this trip to France. My aunt was going to France. She was like, come, I'll put you in a first-class ticket. You just drive us around wine country. It's for a week. Your mother will watch the baby, so Mike doesn't have to worry about it. And he wouldn't let me go. And I was like, wait a minute. Who doesn't let you go? It's a paid executive. He goes, what mother leaves their child for a week? And I'm like, you have nothing to worry about. It's all covered. I'm not paying for anything. Why wouldn't you want me to have this experience? Because he wasn't involved. So... Right before that trip, the therapist was like, listen, you need to tell him that you're, you really want to leave. You have to give him, tell him where you stand. So that was it. It was like, you know, we had the conversation. We're sitting in front of the fire. Little girl's on the, you know, drinking her milk. And I'm just in there. He was like, I was like, listen, I, I talked to the so-and-so, and he suggested that I tell you my intentions are that I really want to leave. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And then he was like, well, it's not like you ever cheated on me, right? And I'm like, well... Yeah, I did, you know. Oh, you said that? Yeah. You did cheat? Yeah. It was part of other stuff. Okay. So it didn't seem like it was cheating because there was other stuff that was acceptable, so it was like a blurred line thing. All right. And Sounds like a swinger thing going on. Don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> not going there. Um, so uh, he stormed out of the room, and he came back in, and he slammed my head into the ground. <laughs> And he'd never touched me like this before. So I was like in shock. I sit up and and he starts yelling at me and he pushes me down next to the couch. So like, and he sits on my arms. So I'm, I'm pinned and he's smacking my head. He's spitting in my face. Why'd you even have a kid with me? And Maddie's going, my milky, my milky, my blankie. Like she's trying to get attention. I can't say anything. He's choking me. The world starts to go black and I'm thinking, please don't kill me in front of this child. Don't kill me right now. And then he gets, he lets go, he punches me a couple more times, and he gets up and takes my phone into the bathroom and starts calling my whole family. Do you know what a whore your daughter is? Blah, 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 blah. And so I call on the house phone, because thank God we had one back then, right? And um, I call my mother. And she goes, oh, this is just like what your father did to me. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> it's about her. Right. It's about her. Yeah. 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 We'll get, yeah. So she goes, hang <laughs> up with me, you call the police. I'm holding my daughter like a shield. And I've got the phone, and I call the police, and I'm like, hurry, I have a baby, my husband beat me up. And they took probably 15 minutes, and he's running in and out, and he's yelling, and he slams my phone, he breaks it. And so the cops show up, and, you know, that's pretty much... Um, that's how you ended that relationship. That's how it ended. Now, cut to, it took a couple months, I was terrified. I was terrified of him, because he did, he did this, he was capable of, if he was capable of that, what else could he be capable of? Yes. Right, so I was terrified. So. We tried for the summer to stay together. You know, I just felt very unsafe. We had. I, I, I can't believe that you even actually tried. I didn't know what to do. I have to admit that I would. I was surprised. But you know, people. Everybody goes through their own things. Yeah. And there's a variable there, which we all have to deal with, and that's the kid. Yeah. So it's always what's the best interests for this child. Yeah. Right. But a lot of times we forget that what's in the best interests of you actually will help the best interests yeah. of the child. And we we don't see that far away. Yeah. And a lot of it blinds us. So yeah, I understand. Now, I wanted to get into you, Dana, a little bit, because then we're going to get into the relationship, because you touched on that you guys met at college, yeah. right, at the university. You have a different story 
very similar, though, in regards to not really being loved, because I don't see any love that was so far in that story. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you got to where you are. I grew up in New Jersey. I'm from the Jersey Shore. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> and um, I grew up in a, 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 I don't know if I call this affluent, affluent, but a very comfortable family. My father was hot shot in New York. We were in the suburbs in New Jersey. Uh, my mother, you know, she was stunning and charming. Um, and uh, Italian family had an older brother, had. I forget I, I have a brother. I it's know. terrible. I have an older brother. and uh, Who you said in the book was mm -hmm. more like the princeling. Oh, my God. Right? It, yeah. Oh, the first, first Especially Italian, in Italian son. Yes. Yeah. And I was, you know, the, the mouthy second child daughter. Uh, there's so many dynamics. I mean, I don't know how far you'd like me to get into it, but I, my mother... I'm just going to cut right to my philosophy in life, if you don't mind, and then I'll sure. share with my story. We have a tendency, as human beings, to judge others' behavior. It would be easy for me to say, you know, my mother neglected me, and my mother abandoned me, and my mother, you know, favored my brother, and my mother actually, in some respects, and I didn't realize this until much later, until I had children, um, she was a little jealous of me because the moment I was born, she was no longer in the spotlight. Now there was this daughter. Son's different, because you could dote on the son, right? We have a tendency to like then look at like the father figure. Oh, he was volatile, and oh, he was abusive, and we were scared to be in our homes. But what we forget sometimes is that these people aren't this way, or weren't this way, because they were well happy and whole, right? You're, you, can I of course. do a little yeah, therapy yeah, 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 yeah. here? You would never have yeah. <laughs> Recitations. You would never like people like blame the ex. Oh, he was abusive and therefore this train wreck, you know, this was the consequence. But the reality is you never would have married him if you were well happy and whole. Right. Right? right. Your and and your upbringing and the belief systems that you developed about yourself as a child put you in a position where you became a yes man for people. Yeah. She became a yes man. Oh, whatever it takes to make you feel good so I could have met so I could matter so I yes. could be worthy I was I am the reverse of Angela I was like no go throw it fits and making a lot of noise it's about me me well it's about me getting what I want through force Angela got what she wanted like through charm and acquiescing and making people think you know why, why do you think that about yourself though because it's that's a different it's personality but yeah. where do you think that comes from because that sounds nurturing that sounds loving. Yours sounds manipulative. Oh, mine was manipulative. Hers was manipulative. Totally. Mine was, yeah, hers was manipulative. You well, didn't know, like, my husband didn't know that I didn't want to marry him. Okay, yes, you're right yeah. about that. Mine's not manipulative. Mine is, there. you know, the, we talk about fight, flight, or fear, right? Yeah. Or freeze, rather, right? So some people are wired to be more fighters. Some people are wired to be more flyers. Flyers is just running away. Flyer is avoidance. Flyance is, a flyer is, you know, saying what people need to hear to kind of like, you know, slip through the cracks, right? And freeze is like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean, right? I am just a fighter by nature. It's just how I'm wired. And I was brought up with a passive-aggressive mother who was that's more of a flyer, right? 
my brother adopted those behaviors, even though, again, I think there was a wiring thing, and my father was, you know, we joke, flip the table, right? So my father was more of a fighter, and I had that sort of tendency. So I grew up in this this family where there was, my, you know, my father had a lot of stress with his job, he had a commute, he had a wife that was distant, and, and I guess unloving, and had a daughter who made a lot of noise. So there was a lot of violence, it was very volatile in my home, and I grew up I was a sensitive child, and I could feel the energy in the room, and I always felt like I was doing something wrong or guilty. Like I, oh, there was always this undertone of guilt. Like it was my fault that, like your parents that it sucked. Your, your parents divorced while you were at a I was young about age. Twelve. Yeah. You were twelve yeah. years old. Did you yeah. think that it was? Did you blame yourself for that? Did you, know, you say that maybe that was something that I contributed to? So I didn't blame myself until they started blaming me. Like my mother. <laughs> oh, <you didn't> even. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. And of course, it was a sign to me. And okay. I, because I'm so difficult to get along with, because I am the troubled child, um, then that's why my parents couldn't love me, and that's why they split. My brother has openly said it. What is the reason that they got the divorce? Besides um, being you, the reason. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying, yeah, right. was, was he your father you know, cheating on your well, mother? Well, yeah, was... he had his affairs. I'm sure my mother did. Well, my mother did as well. I know this for a fact. But my father, like I said, my father worked in New York. And so he was out of the house in the dark, you know, left at the crack, got the bus, got the train, you know, got into the city and um, and came home. You know, we didn't have dinner till like 7 o'clock at night and was only around on the weekends. You know, people look forward to the weekends. Yeah. Like the weekends will come and my brother and I would be like, fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Because now he's home in the house. Forced family fun, man. Yeah, it was yeah. just terrible. So, so. It was the same way. I had the exact same thing. Because you don't see the father that's working that kind of job. Yeah. You know, by the time he came home and to eat dinner, next thing you know, I'm in bed. And then it's the whole yeah. thing. And yeah. then when you wake up that Saturday morning. You're like, all, all four. I had, my, I had an older sister. All four of us in the house. And it was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It was the yeah. worst. Because everybody hated everybody. The, my parents had a terrible relationship. Yep. They hated each other. Yep. Stayed in it for the kids. Yep. I don't even know who my because sister was. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. 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 I didn't even know who my sister yeah. was. And I was gone. Like you said earlier, you said, you know, back then in the 80s, you were gone. You didn't have the helmet. You didn't have anything. You were just doing whatever. And then when you had to put everybody together at that dinner table or breakfast or whatever. Awkward. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only was the dinner table like that was like, you know, the ground zero, right? But I was always in arms reach. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. my God. My father, you said the table. My father's big thing was he'd get up and put a hole in a wall. Oh, oh, oh. And I thought it was like, how the hell? What the hell? God, he's, that's the Hulk. You know, and put fear. Like, you know, I didn't have any yeah. love. I had fear. I fear. grew up in fear. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we're going this direction, in this direction. So I had a pledge bottle tossed at me once that when I ducked, I mean, there was a hole in the wall. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. But but anyway, because he worked all of those hours and my mother got to do what she want when she wanted. And we only, she and my brother put the face on for the weekend, and I didn't know how to put on a face. So I was always in trouble. So in around 1980, things were going south, um, uh, again, with my father's career. I think he was just having, he had difficulty regulating his anger. So I'm sure it affected him in the workplace. So he decided he was leaving New York, and he and my mother, from like 1980 to 1983, they established a, f a few businesses together. And um, the I think it was a lot of togetherness, 
There was a lot of stress. I'm sure depression was involved. And uh, and it just kind of eventually, the relationship that if they had more time together, that would have ended in 1975. Yes. Right? Wound up. Now they started discovering each other. Yeah. Yes. They started saying. And, you know, you say something, too. I think it's in your book. or And you also just touched on it just now, too. In your book. Can you just say what your book is, by the way, so people, because I would, okay. you know, what's the name of the book? It's called Ten Recommendments for Ten. Personal Empowerment. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. I'm halfway through it. I love the audio version of it. So, we don't realize that our parents are also going through things. Yeah. You think yeah. that they are, yeah. you know, made of steel. You think that they have no issues, no depression, no anything. That's my, they have it all figured out. And then, obviously, when you started getting older and you had rekindled, because you stayed at, you know, you're, from the book, it seems like you're in and out of relationships with your mother. Yes. Right? And my father's. And your father, yeah. We were estranged for, oh my God, 25 years? Yes. Something 24, something like that. And then you realize that it's your mother has her own demons, her own personal issues, yeah. jealousy towards you. Yeah. You just said, though, you, your father was out of your life for 25 years. Yeah. How old were you when you stopped having your father in your life? So when I, and, and you'll get to this story, because like in the book, because I know where you are in the book. Um, when I was 14, I had lived with my father. My bro Okay, so let me just give you a little bit of context. When we were 12, when I was 12, my parents got divorced. We lived with my mother in the house that we, were, that we grew up. My father went, because he thought it was going to be temporary, because poor sap, he didn't know what hit him. And he went and stayed with like his mother, you know, with my grandmother. And for about a year and a half, my brother and I were killing each other in the house because he was I 12 he's 16 because my father it was very draconian like it was it was it was it was difficult and and stressful and volatile my mother let us do whatever we wanted it was just easier that way it was again abuse neglect abuse neglect so when my father left my brother in the pecking order so I was always we were always fighting I was always getting my ass kicked from my brother and my mother one day was having like a nervous breakdown because life's so difficult and uh, sarcasm <laughs> yeah. in case we got life so hard yeah. and um, I don't think any of your mannerisms come across <laughs> in an ambiguous way what I think are you you're talking very, about I'm and I did make stomach. that mistake when I said you know that you are the charmer and you're not you are very very direct, and yes. you and you you get your point across one way or another. Yeah, which got my ass kicked a lot. Twat punch. Yeah, yeah, right in the twat. But you know, I was I, I was love the, I love twat punch. <laughs> I love the name. Go ahead. I was dubbed again in the in the last school that I worked in for sixteen years. You know, oh Dana's tough love. I'm like, I it's such a strong you know a way to be dubbed. The reality is, if we're not willing to really look at ourselves and face the truth then nothing gets better. Nothing. We live behind this veil until things blow up. You, I'm talking about the veil of your marriage. I didn't mean to do like the whole no, thing. No, I don't. Like, I, I'm not a veil now. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. not yeah. at all. Yeah. Not, well, no, you get punched in the twat enough. You know, the veil comes down. Yeah, on my twat is very sore from you, Dana. <laughs> so, so anyway, back, back to uh, the, the context of the story. So my mother had... Uh, um, she was having a breakdown. She asked my father, because they were kind of friendly at the time, she asked my father if she could go away for a weekend and he could come and watch us. And he comes in fully packed. And the story my mother tells is, um, I went away for a weekend and, my, and your father said if I come back he would kill me. And the story my father tells is, your mother left you guys, abandoned you guys for another man. 
there's truth in both those stories, for sure, for sure. And so now I'm living with my father. Now I, I remember I got my period, my first period living with my father, and I'm like, I don't even know who to talk to. You know, like things like no that. No YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing no, nothing. Look, Same thing. My father's yeah. gay. I get my period. We don't even know what to do. You know what I mean? We were raised mother, by wolves. I yeah. called my mother and I got a purse. She brought home a purse for me. Oh, that, says, that explains a lot. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I the summer of uh, that I turned fourteen, my birthday's in June. I'm going into my freshman year, so I live with my father for about a year and a half. My brother's now seventeen, so he's off driving. He's leaving me, and I'm spending all this time with my father, who is now no longer in business with my mother. He's financially stable enough that finances weren't an issue, but he was home every day. He's in his mid to late forties, your age. Right? Yep. He's depressed. His family just broke up. You know, his, or his relationship with his wife just broke up. You know, his daughter sucks. I'm an adolescent. I totally suck, yeah. right? You know, and we were fighting every day, every day, every day. And we had one huge blowout. Um, spoiler alert. Again, it's in the book. Uh, my dog was involved. Brought my dog to the pound. It was a whole thing. And I was running away every day, like physically running away. Like, we'd get in a fight, and it would get a little physical, and I would, like, run out the door, and he would catch me, and I would come home. And this time, I walked out the door, and I just kept walking, and he never came after me. Wow. I actually walked to the pound miles away, but then somebody... Again, it's a long story, but like hit the lady friend, you know, the friend of the family, which I'm sure my father was banging. <laughs> she came. She it's funny did. how all that, all of a sudden, all the pieces start they coming do. together. They do. Once right? you see grandma you start, naked. Once yeah. you see, yeah, there's no unseeing grandma. Yes, you yeah. start realizing yeah. things. Yeah. 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 So she picked me up, brought me to the pound. I picked up my dog, and I never went back to my father's home again. And there's more to that story about, again, because the whole book, you know, the, the Ten Recommandments for Personal Empowerment is these 10 um, uh, lessons basically that I learned and the and the the story about the child's beliefs from these so as an adult I could look back and say the man was depressed as an adult I could look back and say holy shit his life was falling apart and I'm an adolescent you know adolescents are tough yeah you know and he you know I was also the weakest link in the house you know my brother was older wasn't around but 13 14 year old Dana was like, oh my God, I'm garbage. I've been treated as such. And, oh and I'm not loved. Yeah. I'm not loved. I'm not safe. Yes. I don't matter, right? Yes. And, and anything, if I say what I feel or think, I deserve everything that I get, like all of those things. And what happens is we take these beliefs that we establish in our formative years, right? Angela learned that if I'm just cute and I do, you know, oh, I have drinks for my father and I be, you know, the, the cute little doll in front of his friends, then I'm worthy of love because look, I'm they accepted. pay attention to me. Yes. So I'm going to carry that pattern throughout my life and I'm going to bring it into my relationships, right? And I'm never going to be my truest, most most authentic version of myself. Now, I don't want to spoil the, the book for people, but I have, you know, as a listener and as someone that is reading the book. So I have some questions that I would like to just discuss because sure. you're here and you, you never really get a chance to get the author and say, well, why did you do that? Or what happened yeah, here? Yeah. Wait, so, oh, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. We'll get to the chance that everybody <laughs> Yeah, because we're going to have this opportunity. I'm fine uniquely, but we'll get to yeah. that. But go on. Just, yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. So here's the thing. I love it. I absolutely love <laughs> it. I love the whole thing. And when we get to it, I'm really excited about you guys explaining it to yeah. everyone. One of the things that you said, because you had 
in and out of relationships. Men oh, I, sucked, right? You said you were doing drugs. You said that you guys had guys coming in. They were all jerks. All of it. it yeah. One after the other. Yeah. Then you get married, right? Yeah. And you have and you have two kids. And you said in you know with the kids were everything turned your whole yeah, life yeah, around. Yeah. And you had this marriage, you had this relationship. And I said this to you guys before, you know, this morning I'm walking my dogs and I said this thing and, you know, I'm sitting there in the truck with my dogs. I'm now in the truck for another 15, 20 minutes and I'm glued to listening to your book. Mm -hmm. And that's when my girlfriend calls, is everything all right? You're not home <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. He's just, she just finds oh. out. Yeah, there's your book. There you go. Ten recommendments yeah. for, uh, for personal empowerment. Yeah, and that's the painting. Like on the book, you only see her, but that painting hangs in my gallery in Stewart, Florida, and it's about, it's four feet by five feet. Like it's huge. Yeah. It's like yeah. the whole wall. It's yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. I love yeah. it. I love all your paintings, by the way. Well, I want to get into that too. Thank you. Um, so you sit there and all of a sudden you said you came and you found out that your husband, who you thought that you had this relationship with, but you know, you don't really get into the details of your affection towards him. Yeah. But what a twat punch that is to come Ooh. on and find out that he's cheating on you. Okay. But what you didn't get into is how you found out. And that's Oh my like, god, that is such a story. We need another hour. That is <laughs> no, because it's so I, I, I hear it's so No, because I'm sitting there saying to myself, whoa, 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 whoa. How did that happen? Because what a terrible thing to find out that you're because you you know it's not easy it's not a break you know you have kids yeah so yeah. now yeah. you, you kind of get stuck yeah. if you didn't have any kids and you find out you could just pack your things and you leave yeah, yeah. but yeah. It's, now that, it's dicey yeah now you're totally married dicey. yeah and now you have children yeah give us the cliff note version Ooh. or whatever version you want okay how you <laughs> caught him that's what oh I, I, I oh you my god it. you like, understand it's so good it's so good uh, yeah I didn't get into the book because because the book is not about raking these people through the coals for their missteps I only shared enough information so people would have an understanding of the context of how I drew the conclusions I drew and, and really we're problem solvers right solving the problem as opposed to wallowing in the cause but again why I love the both of you so much is that you humanize yourselves to the point that everybody can relate because everybody is hurting. And that's why I love what you're doing because I think a lot of people are lost and you set it up immediately. I'm one of you. Yeah. yeah. I'm human. Yeah. yeah. And this is my story. And yeah. I'm, and this is how I got out of it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I, I love it. Can I see the, could you hear yeah, the sure. book for a second? Yeah. Um, and I promise I will tell you about Lewis, but uh, I just want to read one thing to you. It's the first... Not the dedication, not the endorsement. Lewis, I feel like I know Lewis. What a bad, I, what uh, a douche. No, you know he's just a sad guy. Yeah, I yeah, know. he's yeah. got his. He, yes. he had no father figure. It's like a whole deal. Okay, so I just want to read this. This is like the first page in the book after the dedication and all that stuff. I say everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices: allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. It's your story. You have the power. You choose. After all, it's your story. Yes. So then I, I get chills when she does yeah. that. Yeah. I get, I, all, I get all velvety. Too. 
Let's get you today. Yeah, that nine seven six bottle of red wine, yeah. and here we go. But uh, but really, you know, I I do intuitive guidance at the gallery, and I work um, with clients all the time, and everybody comes in with like, you know, oh my husband beat me up, and oh you know my my girl's father you know cheated on me, and I half jokingly say you're not special, you know, I mean it. it, it Yes, it's traumatic for you, but we all have a story. Yes. We all have been punched so hard in the you-know-what that it, 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 it shapes us. But we're all walking around bumping into each other because of the damage of our stories. And if we could stop for a second and realize two things. One is we all have a story and we're all in pain. And two is the only way out of that pain is to reconcile your imbalances and reconcile your traumas. Develop compassion not only for yourself, but for those who inflicted their story onto you. And then when you bump into others, you now are coming from a place of going, you know, they must have a story too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we could see each other like that. You put that in perspective that I don't really, I didn't have too much in my life until I started listening to your book, to be honest with you, was about everybody else, because I'm so sometimes wrapped up in my story. We all are. Exactly, we have yes. blinders. Yes, and I get wrapped up into it, so that really opened yeah. up things. Not saying that I don't notice it, but it was never, it never really hit home until I heard you say with your voice and how you said it and what you were my saying. My velvety sexy Yeah, voice. your velvety. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But yes, honestly, but now get into this, re- I want to know. Oh, I want to get into Uniqlo. Oh, 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 yeah, so get into um, it here, because oh, I said, Jesus All right. fucking All right. So, so, so I, again, I'm going to, I need to give you context, but I'm going to try to be as quick as possible because the story can go on for days. I'm now in my late 30s, okay? I spent, oh, I'm banging the table, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It picks it up, but I didn't even notice it. Thank you. You want a job? (laughs) So I'm in my late 30s. I I met Lewis. I was, I think, 37. I had gone through an entire decade of just, the relationships were just getting worse and worse and worse. And they weren't even relationships. I dated this guy, this guy for an hour, this guy for, you know, a day and a half, whatever it was, right? And I just could not find love. And and it was really the crazy pattern, abuse, neglect, abuse, neglect, each one, right? And I met Lewis. Lewis was 10 years younger than me. It gets even more sordid. He was 10 years younger than me. And I was feeling cougary. It was really only supposed to be like a, like a one night stand. I, you said uh, it. Yeah. In and out. In one and night out. stand. That's I always say a, a weekend. <laughs> Uber's outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a weekend that turned into two children. But I, <laughs> I, so I had this, I had this like affair with him. He was young. I was feeling sexy. It was, you know, was, you know, when you're like those points in your life when you're like in the best shape of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty hard to drive a motorcycle, drove a mini, had a great job, lived by the beach. Like I was killing it on the outside. But on the inside, I just, you know, just wanted to be loved, right? So. So I got pregnant. So I met him in like May. I got pregnant in like August, like immediately. And I worked in a religious institution and I had to figure out how I was going to keep my job. So I lied and told him I got married. I was not married to him. I figured it's the only way I was going to maintain my credibility in my job. But I wasn't marrying somebody just because I was having a baby and that's what you're supposed to do. But so I, again, survival school. Yeah, you right? know, I had a kid and never got married. So yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, but you didn't work in an Orthodox Jewish high school. Okay. Okay? Understood. And I had a tremendous reputation, and I knew something like that, one false move, that the, here here's the catalyst to now people go, oh, Mr. Nano this or Mr. Nano. I wasn't doing that. I was maintaining my reputation. So. So I go to school, right, over Rosh Hashanah weekend. I come back, and I'm like, I got married, right? So now I'm pregnant. 
and I miscarried. So it's how bad do you want it? So I was like, no, now I want to have children, right? And I had actually gone through most of my life thinking I couldn't have children, making the story way too long. So anyway, get pregnant with Nala, have Nala, um, and then a year and a half later, I'm now pregnant with Nadia, my second daughter. I wanted to stop you real yeah. quick here because there was something else in the book that now that I'm listening to yeah. that I just wanted to talk about real quick. Is yes. You said, though, that you lost a twin. That was when I was pregnant with Nala. Okay. So I had complicated. So I didn't even mention. Oh, no, I had a miscarriage, got pregnant with Nala, who's twins. Mid-pregnancy, lost the twin. Then I get pregnant with Nadia because I'm like, you can't tell me I can't have two babies. Right? Yeah. And I'm having a girl. Right? <laughs> so I get pregnant with Nadia. Yeah, right now I would have, did I break my parents up? Was it because I'm too aggressive? <laughs> so, so I have, so I'm pregnant with Nadia. So, okay, just now we're going to paint the picture. I am about four or five months pregnant with Nadia. Uh, I, Lewis, who now, he was spending all this time at my house. This is before Nadia. He's all this time at my house. And I'm like, you can't stay here. You know, you, you go, you'd have a place to live. And I'm an independent woman. I get pregnant. I'm like, you have to move in with me. So this guy moves into my home. Obviously, I'm paying for everything. Well, not obviously, but it should be obvious. I'm paying for everything. He has a job, a going nowhere job. I convince him. I convince him to quit his job, go part-time, go back to school. I am happy to sign the student loan just, you know, because we want you to be successful because I wanted him to be a role model for these children. Because you wanted to change him. I wanted to change him, and I wanted to force the agenda of my children will have what I didn't have. So I am going to now work extra hard to make sure that Lewis is what they need him to be. I never had great love for him. I told you it was a weekend guy. You know, it's a yeah, cougar. I understand he was a wounded zebra, and now he lives with me, and I have two children. So I'm, again, I think Sounds I'm great. Oh, my God. It's a fucking fairy tale. <laughs> so romantic. Oh, my God. So, so. So I am... Pregnant with Yaya, and I go to do that first round of tests that uh, that they tell you if there's any sort of like uh, anomalies or any sort of like um, the twenty weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Birth I mean, I'm not really allowed to like say that. it now, but when I when my daughter was any retardation. Right. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Um, the it's like the long autism. needle. It's yeah. trisomy thirteen, trisomy eighteen, trisomy yes. twenty one is what they're yes. looking for. I'm not going to get into a whole chromosomal explanation, but those are the things that they're looking for among some other things. I just find out that they think my daughter has got trisomy 18 and I may have to terminate the pregnancy. But now they have to do an amnio and now I have to wait two weeks. Then the two weeks goes by. I'm just kind of trying to build up where I was. So now I'm working a full-time job and a part-time job. I have this guy who's going to school. He's got a daughter prior to mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. He's got a daughter no, prior to mine. You know what I hear is Money. Oh yeah. Spending. Yeah. yeah. Money. So the so the mother of the daughter prior to mine, because I'm all kumbaya, I think we're gonna be besties, and she is just undermining me at every turn. Can't stand the fact that he has kinda he kinda found paradise with me. Yeah. You know, meanwhile I'm like the hamster on the wheel trying to keep it together, but whatever. So so I find out that it's not trisomy eighteen, that she just has tetralogy of fellow, which is a pretty serious congenital heart defect that she wound up getting lifted to that like I gave birth to her or they I had a C-section, and they airlifted her. She was in the NICU for like a month. They airlifted her to Miami Children's first year of her life. She had all sorts of procedures, and she had to have a full open-heart surgery. So now I'm aware that this is coming, okay? So I have this baby. It's not trisomy 18. I'm dealing with the circus I call my life, the baby mama drama with the other one, the whole deal. And in, so that was August. In September, 
I get a letter. It's Lewis's birthday. I make sure I'm making everything perfect for him, right? At the end of the night, it's like 10 o'clock. We're hanging out, watching TV. He's playing on his whatever PlayStation that I bought him for his birthday. You know the drill? Because I, yeah. I have to work extra hard so people love me, yes. right? And I get an email. And I get a letter from this chick that basically... Just to rewind a little bit, I saw her on Facebook interacting with him. You know, hey, liking and you know, and and making comments. And you're so and stuff. busy. I mean, you got a kid that's getting airlifted. You have all this stuff. That's yeah, going yeah, on yeah, that yeah. You're not yeah, really yeah. looking into yeah, it too yeah. much. Yeah. Well, I asked him because she was hot, and all of his girlfriends were like, "Pig." <laughs> of course. So I. Of course, the hot one gets the yeah. 21 questions. The pig. But it was just one question, and this is how gullible I am. And I was like, "You have sex with her?" <laughs> and he was like, "No." Right, she right just, to the point. Yeah. No manipulation. You fuck her. <laughs> but that was yeah. it. Yeah, I was yeah. being nice. Yeah, I was like, you fuck her? And he was like, no, she was some chick that I work with at the blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. So he must have said something to her, and she reached out to me and was like, oh, I don't want you to get uncomfortable with our relationship. So I said, no, I think you're stunning. And I just, it was the obvious question, but you seem really cool. Oh, you're really nice, too. And she and I actually had an interaction. It was like, again, blinders, right? You know, you don't see that your father's sleeping with his yes. friend through yes. me. So, <laughs> so I get this letter from that girl. Oh my God, Dane, I'm so sorry. I thought you were really nice, but let me tell you what's really going on. And she proceeded to give me a laundry list. But it, but I could tell. Here's the thing, I, and I'll tell you what some of the things were because they're juicy. Um, <laughs> I can't leave out the juice. Salacious. <laughs> so, so I knew they were lies because they were so absurd. But where there's smoke, there's fire. There was still something. It was still a ridiculous thing. So now I'm six months pregnant. I have a baby who's going to be born with open arms. I have a two-year-old who just turned two. Got this guy living in my house. I'm, you know, everybody's on the dole. Two you know jobs. I mean? like, oh my god! So it basically said, "I'm really, really sorry. Um, I didn't want to be a homewrecker." When I met Lewis, he I asked him about his wedding rings. Remember, we we're fake married, and he told me that he was a widower because you were addicted to drugs, and he let you live in his house, <laughs> and um, and this whole thing about how because I I went away. And went to visit up north because um, remember I'm in Florida I went to visit up north and um, brought Nala with me so he had like a weekend at the house and I was at your house and we had an orgy and he had sex with men too and if you, and she what said she sent me a picture she sent about? me a picture of his privates and she totally manipulated him with, oh my god to taking a picture with with the top, like the date like oh, the date right, the date because she convinced him that she was going to get him into pornography so it was important <laughs> that we see that. so she sent me a picture of his Dick hold with, on. with the date, so I knew it was recent. I swear to God, I can't. Hold on, hold on. Salacious. <laughs> hold on. Did yeah. you take the picture of the dick and then really investigate whether or not it's his dick? Like I, any beauty marks or anything? Like, did you do a deep dive into the picture? Okay, I didn't have to. You know, you, you know, knew right you away. Know it did. That's my man's dick. If it's, That's if my man's. It's this close to my face. You know that dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't all look the same. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Guys, they do not all look the same. I just, Some have personality. <laughs> so, so. Wait a minute, that's my dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So picture of his dick and this whole thing and talking about how, again, I'm a drug addict. I died of an overdose. It was all absurd. I was like really like mother of the year doing everything that I'm, I'm trying to do. And there were, again, stuff about orgies and how he swings both ways and how they had a, an orgy at my house when I was out of town. And the last thing she said, and this is how, why, and I'll just say it, why I punched him in the neck that night. 
right in the throat. I, I lost my shit. The last thing she said was, and, the, and you have these, this beautiful daughter, Nala, and she's talking now about my kid, and the last line she said is, and I have to step out of this relationship because it's really unhealthy, and I'm really going to miss Nala. <gasps> right? Right? How many tables does one so have to flip? That's such a violation. That is so fucked up. So fucked up. That uh, that is happening behind your back and here you are supporting this motherfucker (laughs) two fucking jobs now because I want to start getting into what we're really here for because now but again I'm very entrenched into this book I have a lot of questions you know and a lot of things when I'm listening to one of the things because you allowed this guy to come back I'll give the little cliff note versions of what's going on please do so you let this guy Lewis come back into your life because you're doing it again for the kids but not in a sexual manner like not I, was, sexual, I no, befriended no. him you befriend yeah and he comes back you're doing the birthday parties you're doing everything inviting the, the girlfriend girlfriend to come over who then undermines you as well yeah. kind of leads him into not being a part of the two kids lives and everything like yeah. that but here is where I loved about you where I really said and it taught me things about myself when I, this moment and right you're here. you're not even like the whole No, I'm not. No, but so this is exciting. what I said. Yeah. Is when, and I get the chills actually saying it because I, I love the fact that you did it because I really, yeah. that's where I really said this, I love this fucking book. Is you went against the grain. Yeah. And you said, enough is enough. Yeah. I'm taking him to court. Yeah. And that changed everything, everything. for you because that's when you put him to bed, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You met a new guy, fell in love. This guy adopts your children. Adopts my children. Does everything, loves. Because that's the thing. Like, I have that too. I'm in and out from my daughter as an adolescent, from a child, to the point now, dating like crazy. Girl after girl. Try to see if this one could meet her. Doesn't work out. Fuck, I'm a bad dad. Now I got to meet his. Yeah. His the third girl. Shit, I knew I should have done this so early. <laughs> yeah. You know? Then yeah. the kid starts asking. Kid yeah, starts getting older. Yeah. And now can start seeing that you did. Whatever. Now I have the one that I love, right? The one that I found. They're, they're best friends. There's no jealousy. There's Beautiful. no nothing. It's yeah. great. And everything. But with you, you finally said, I'm getting this guy out of my life in this way. I'm not going to allow him to walk all over me anymore. And and create abandonment for my children. Yes. He disappears for a month and then comes back. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing that thing that every time you get a hair up your ass, you disappear for a couple weeks with my kid's nose is pressed against the glass looking for you. Yeah, we're all not of a sudden doing you this. feel a little guilt trip that you're going to come back. Yeah, yeah, right, no, yeah no, not going to do it no, anymore. No, and no, he told no. him, get a lawyer. He comes back, no lawyer. Comes back, no lawyer. I, you know, I loved it. But it really that moment right there is when you said enough is enough. Yeah. The moment when you said about your first husband, I'm done. You know, that, that fi- finality. Yeah. Oh, it's just being empowered. Yeah, being empowered. It's about loving yourself. Yes. You Love. finally, you finally did it. And it's all of us have those type of things in our lives that are going on. That And, and you say it too in the book. You have to do the work. You have to sit there and finally say to yourself, who am I and what do I want out of this life? Because it goes like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we keep looking outward. You know, and, and again, I'm not saying that assistance isn't important and guidance isn't important and there isn't um, merit 
to, you know, religious institutions or, or counseling or medical attention or coaching. There's merit to all of it. But the thing is, is if I break my leg, I put on a cast, I use a crutch. Six weeks later, I take the cast off, I put the crutch down, and I walk. Maybe I do physical therapy, right? And what's happening is people are forgetting that the power is in their hands. They're forgetting because, oh, I'm going to blame this one for my woes, and then this did this to me, and maybe if I take this pill, or maybe if I, you know, listen to somebody's, like, a guru, right? You know what I mean? My book is not about saying, you know, it's not guru. It's not do this. It's if you, it's, I'm basically teaching people how to fish. If you really, really do the work, you will be empowered. It's actually, you're not, it's not even a, a, a teaching. It's more of, this is how, you know, like showing. By way, yeah. This yes. is how I got I out of it. Her. It's a showing way. It's really something else. I really, I absolutely love it. But now let's get into, yeah. okay, because you guys, you know, found each other in college, right? Yeah. But you were a senior yeah. and you were a freshman. Whoever wants to take over from this part here and explain how you guys met each other at school, you know, and, and, and how the relationship became what it is today. I guess I, I was like a fangirl from like the minute like she walked in the room. So I was rushing a sorority. I was Dork. a freshman. I know. I what really college was. was this? University of South Florida, Tampa. Um, Russian Sigma Delta Ta. Sigma Delta Ta. Seldom <laughs> Seldomly <I> dated <laughs> twice. Super <laughs> we were we were like definitely the party age, the party group, you know. Well, duh. We've already given you our full backstory. True. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'm a freshman, and there's they do rush, they do skits and things, right? So I, I have no idea. I've never experienced anything like this in my life except for what I saw in the movies. But they were doing a little mermaid skit, and Dana walks in, blonde hair sticking out of this crab costume because she was Sebastian under the, the orange. <laughs> so when you move one, all the orange. <laughs> I was in love. I was in love. I was like, oh my god, please let me be in the sorority. When I found out I got it, not only was I in the sorority, but she was the pledge mom. And I like I I remember with this song where Tijuana is going uh, to Tijuana's a bar before yeah, yeah. the one you said I was like like lit- I like literally like she I would do anything this woman that was asked such me a do. great song it was such a great song yeah. Nickel Beers the Tijuana yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The best. <laughs> um, so for six months we had this amazing love affair she was amazing she was like the role model the big sister I never had truly say more things like that I will okay um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, I had a regular big sister, but I really wanted Dana to be my big sister. But Maureen was great. And uh, I told you, she gave me my first bong hit. Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. yeah. Good, good. Uh, good, yeah. Person, good person. Yeah. This, this is people <laughs> in my life. But so, you know, then um, I, was, I, I was in train wreck mode at that point. That was when my uncle died. So I was in just like, I pretty much got kicked out of the sorority because after pledging, because I was such a, I was such a mess. I was like, let me just take whatever I can and not feel. So... You know, cut to 20 years later. So, but you guys, well, real quick though, but you guys had some type of relationship. Yeah, for sure. It, wasn't, was, a, it was a it, love affair from the word. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But but then obviously you have to graduate. You're gone. Eventually. And you, whatever, failed out, whatever, however yeah. it looks like was happening yeah, at yeah. that time. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you guys had a disconnect. And at yeah. that time, we're talking what? This is 1980. Oh, 1992. Yeah. You got, yeah, same age as me, 1992. So, no social media. No. You know, no texting, nope. no cell phones. Nope. So when that person when in your life leaves, it's, I'll write you a letter, 
I could call you on the phone, preferably if it's out of the state, 11 o'clock at night, so it's cheaper, but that's how you can communicate. <laughs> but it was just like you go on with your life. You, you go on with your life, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. It's not like you're going to bump into them how you do now. We're not going to know what you're yeah, doing now. Yeah. But then, right. especially come- if it's, I'm sorry, especially if it's train wrecky, you're just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Yes. I'm not like, oh, I wonder what Angela's doing. I'm just like, God, oh, yeah. Angela. I'm just, yeah. sort of just and, trying and, to bring yeah. all more, more people to the train wreck. That's yes. what was happening. Yes. Yeah, if you weren't yeah. in my vicinity, or or I always, I always call it a tornado. Yep. Leaving like the big wake the of vortex. destruction behind me. Yeah, so you either sucked in with me or you were destroyed by me. Yes. Some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. Up until in my like third until I was thirty five and got sober. So I got sober when I was thirty five years old. So that's probably how long it was, if not. Did we? Well, I don't remember when we reconnected on Facebook. No, well, let's just say somewhere five plus years ago. Angela, on Facebook. Angela right? was yeah. going through the steps and she reached out and was like, you know, if I ever did anything to offend you, sort of thing. And I was like, nah, dude, we're cool. I'm, I'm really interested, though. And I, of course, I want to get, I want to continue on with this, though. But what was the final decision for you to go seek help and get sober? What was mm-hmm. the final thing That's that you one. said, hey, this is not happening? This is a train wreck. The only person that can stop this train wreck is myself. What was that for you? I did it for somebody else. I did it for love. Did it for love? I did it for love. Because I didn't have a problem. They had a problem. So, Um, no, so that, that night I did Coke with my dad. 2008, October-ish. <laughs> That's got to be a title. <laughs> that is the chapter. The night I did coke with my dad. Is the, I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> it's twat punching, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. now the night. Yeah, because yeah. that yeah. could be a title yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody get, deserves a good twat punch. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. So I was okay. I, I was terrified of my ex-husband. The reason why I lived in an apartment a couple blocks away. Like taking money off credit cards, cash so I could pay rent. You know, I was broke, and it was the recession. I lost my job, and my daughter was part time. It was horrible. Around two thousand and eight, two thousand and eight, fall of two thousand and eight. So from fall of two thousand and eight to the spring of two thousand and ten, that's when I got sober. That whole time, um, my husband said, "If you leave Brooklyn." Uh, you'll never see Maddie again. And then I was like, listen, I can't afford to stay here anymore. I'm going to go move with my mom. And I got served papers. Like, that's how he served me papers. Because he would not leave the apartment. He would not give me any money. He would not help. But he said, you have to stay here or you'll never see your daughter again. And I believed him because I was so fearful of him. My father started to take his side and started to call him. Just like how your mother took the side. Yep. Yeah. 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 Undermined you at that casino that night. Yes. Yeah. Handing Lewis money, money. and stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah. Asshole. Um, <laughs> so my dad really started to stick with my ex-husband and say, Angela's not letting me talk to Maddie. And I, I, was, I was like, I just need a break. I just need a break from everything. So um, March 8th of 2010, I'm at an Allison Chains concert, Terminal 5 in the city. And I loved Alice in Chains, it was awesome, right? It was an awesome night, bar crawl all the way there, got my pocket picked, like a fight in the mosh pit. Oh yeah. It was the best last night drunk ever, right? <laughs> it was really fun. It was yeah. actually, you know, it was like it was everything I needed it to be. Anger and violence and craziness and, and trying to figure out my way home and borrowing a 20 from a stranger. and. Uh, meanwhile, I was with a boyfriend at the time, and his friends were following me around to make sure that I was okay. So they were watching me. That's you know? how sloshed you are. My angels. Oh, my God, dude. I remember getting on the Penn State. You know Penn Station? Yeah. Drunk and, yeah. 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 4.30 train if you miss it. Yeah. If you miss the other one, you're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's in the corner. The, yep. Oh, pretzels. I just got the pretzel. Um, 
so I uh, I wake up the next morning and my my boyfriend and I always had these volatile fights and then these crazy makeups and I'll never do again or whatever or forget everything that he said. And he had his face smashed in because he got his friend pushed him down and he hit his face. So I'm standing outside of the emergency room, all normal things, right? And he goes, "Listen, I'm an alcoholic. I think you are too. If our relationship is any ha- any chance, I, I, you know, I think we should get sober." I'm like, uh, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm probably an alcoholic. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'll do this for you." Yeah. Right? So it's about like two or three days after, and I call him, and I'm like. I really kind of want to drink. Like, this is stupid. Why like, are we doing this? What are we this? doing? We're having so much fun. So dumb. Like, right? I a Sex glass is of great. Wine. Yeah. Your eyes yeah. healing up. Yeah, right? You're looking good now. It's like the hangover <laughs> wore off, all the memory of it. And uh, he was like, well, just don't drink. And I'm like, well, should we do like a, a meeting or something? Now, unbeknownst to me, this guy was like, he was a chronic relapser. I never knew he was in AA. I never knew anything about his history because that's how much you ask questions, right? You just yeah. like this feels good in the moment. I don't yeah. know. I don't care about anybody. You do, and um, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll go to a meeting." And then I started to meet his friends. who were like, "Oh, you're back!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Norm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I remember there was like like they passed it as a girl tweaking over in heroin over there. There's this guy who's got like no teeth, and I was like, "I'm a grateful alcoholic. I got into like a car." It's changed my life. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They pass the basket around. He's like, put a dollar. And I'm like, why? Like, I had no idea what was going on. So anyways, we did that. And then I was like really starting to get itchy in my skin. You know, like I'm starting to have to be by myself and feel, and I, you know, no job. And I'm a kid. Everything sucks. I'm going through this divorce. And um, I go to a meeting by myself. And because we were supposed to go together and then he couldn't go. So I go to a meeting by myself and I'm walking around. It's like this eerie night, you know, go to the church basement, you know, like it's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The, it was in Williston Park, I think. And he was like, I call him. and I'm like, there's no meeting here. He's like, just look for the look for the light at the door. Like, the, look for the basement. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like a scary movie. You tell people not to go. So I go down to the basement. There's like five people there, one woman and like four other people. I don't even know how the meetings are run. And I'm just so broken. I just raise my hand and I'm like, I'm Angela. I'm an alcoholic. And I need fucking help. And I was so pissed because I was so pissed and angry. Everything hurt emotionally. I just wanted to crawl under the, the floor. I didn't know what to do. So it was the only thing I knew what to do. And I asked for help. And this woman just looked at me. And she goes, huh. And I was like, okay. And the guy's like, listen, ma'am, ma'am, it'll be okay. Just stay there. And she'll come talk to you after the meeting. Just stay for the meeting, you know. And I don't know what the hell they talked about. But she walks up to me and she hands me a big book. The, the Alcoholics Anonymous book, nicknamed Big Book. She writes her name and the number. And she goes, I want you to read 417, page 417. She circled a paragraph about acceptance. It's really, really powerful. So if anybody's, anybody needs help right now, read this paragraph. It's fucking amazing. She goes, read this paragraph and then text me. And I was like, okay. And she goes, if you do that, you'll be sober. Your, your life will change. And I was like, and at that point, she could have told me to like go run in the street naked because my life will change and I would have done it. So I read this paragraph and I was like, wow, okay. It didn't make sense to me, but it, was, it spoke to me. And I texted her. And then she calls me back and she's crying. She's like, oh my God, you called back. They never, You're going to be sober. They never call back. They, they never, never call, call back. back. <laughs> she's like, you don't know my numbers I give out. You're my first. <laughs> and she just happened to have phenomenal sobriety. She's an old timer. Our birthdays are the same. She's from the same town. Like all of these synchronicities that I needed that like helped me be like, oh, this must be true. And she just happened to be on disability from her trips at EMT. And she was like, I'll take you to a meeting every single day. And she just took me under her wing. And what step is the forgiveness step? Nine. Nine. Yeah. And you and you haven't had a drink since? Nope. Good for you. 13-something yeah. years. Yeah. I don't... See, the thing is, I... Uh, 
I, I, I went through the spiritual awakening of, of ch- getting out of alcohol, like, right? Like, 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 just getting the fog away, getting to know Cleanse. me. Pretty much, right? Like, I remember seeing my, my general, my GP, at like three or four months after, and I told him I stopped drinking, it's been four months, and he was like, wow, you probably feel great. Your liver is like healed by now. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So all these little things, and then I started doing like little esteemable acts and little things that made me feel better. And that's like how it kind of tracked into me getting through the divorce, getting through nervous breakdowns, getting getting a job, getting myself back together, little by little, just doing little things for myself and learning who I was, because I had no idea who I was. There was one point- And so many people out there, and that's why what you know this uniquely yeah. thing is so fascinating, so many people out there are going through that exact yeah. same feeling right now. Yeah. And we're not talking about 10 Lost. people. We're not, yeah, we're not talking about hundreds of people. Yeah. We're talking about hundreds of thousands, millions of people are feeling, and the common denominator is because we're all human. Right. We're all human. We all go through exactly what you're saying. And you don't know until you know. Yes. Right. Yes. So now, you guys, going back to this Facebook, right, you start I've, seeing some posts. You I guys saw, are friends. I saw her through with like other friends. Friends. I mean, I've, I've pretty much destroyed every relationship all along the way, mm-hmm. you know, up until this point. So, so it's really interesting because I never had a best friend like I have in Dina. I never had this because I did not have the ability to have a relationship that was a value of substance. I just couldn't. I didn't know how. I had no example of it. No, you know, whatever. She's she's punched me in the twat enough to get me into this place where I can be in this relationship. You're welcome. I know. I know. It's, she's got like a ring with my name on it. It just fits, right? right? It's just like a, like a, a, a glove. But so I just, I just wanted to say that because there were so many times I would feel jealous when I would see these kinds of relationships, when I would see healthy families, when I would see yeah, other friends. Same. This is new. This is like a year and a half of a rekindling that got us here. We have not been besties through all the train wreck. I was all alone. And until I got myself whole and together, I was I couldn't even see her. But you so you you guys are just doing maybe some instant messages, commenting off Not of each other's posts. Not even instant messages. Yeah, just like a heart, like a heart like there, or whatever. Like and this so and that. Best. Right? Um, Go. Do I want to pick it up? So in the fall of 2020, Angela uh, was pregnant with uh, her second child. No, third. Third. Her third child. And she lost the baby um, in the second trimester. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. So it was really, really rough for her. And she had just announced... You know, because there's only there's a certain point where you could announce you're having three a baby. Months, right? Yeah, yeah it's like so a three she's like, yeah, I'm having a baby, show. and everybody's like, oh yay, and everybody's excited, and then she she miscarries this baby, and she wanted to announce it on Facebook so to avoid the awkwardness of how far along are you and stuff like that. That must have been really d- difficult for you, to be yeah. honest. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, to say it and then have to now say you lost it is really and you know you set yourself up for it by going on social media because that was never like that back then so you didn't really have that yeah yeah but you know but but, can I tell you though it was um, it was divinely inspired to do so yes it was the the thought was to avoid the how far along are you when's the baby due but the the outpouring of love that I received the private messages of so many women who have gone through it. Who have been it, through the same thing. That right? nobody talks about. That you don't know. About Safety in numbers. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. So, so Dana, who, had like, you know, we had, like, likes, but we're not, like... There's no communication there yeah. other than me just seeing, like, you know, yeah. in a very, you know, benign sort of way. But I, uh, I was so taken 
with her story. And remember, I had lost the twin. I had lost the missus. So I reached out to her privately. And I just have to say out of, out of how out of character that is for me, because I always say I'm not one that's like, oh, thoughts and prayers. I'm not one that's like, oh, <laughs> virtual hugs. Like, if I'm not in your circle, then I'm not going to bother. And if I am in your circle, I'm going to call you. Yeah. Right. But I was compelled to message Angela privately. And so that now now we've like reconnected. Right. And then just to for the economy of words here, I'm just going to, you know, and then maybe, you know, not too much later, um, there was an Eddie Vedder thing. She's a real Pearl Jam fan. And I saw something about Eddie Vedder and I reached out to her again. And she was like, you know what? I've been thinking about you. I want she knew I was an artist. She's like, I want to commission you to um, to paint a painting of me. Uh, my son and my daughter and Joshua, her angel baby, or baby that she lost, as like an angel, like in this painting. And she's like, I don't want to insult you. Uh, I don't have a lot of money. Maybe something small. But there was something about that conversation. Remember, I have an intuitive nature. There's something about the conversation that I understood the magnitude of that painting. It was so, so, so important to me that it be perfect. So it went from an 11 by 14 to, hey, maybe I could do a 20 by 20 for that price. It wound up being this 36 by 36. And I could feel, oh, I can feel it now. Yeah. I could feel this, the spirit of this child. And I just. Is that painting online? It's, can we look that up and put that up there so everybody you know can what? see? You know what? If you it? pull up my website, can you pull up my website? Yeah. Go to the gallery on my website what? and scroll. Oh, Just yeah, keep Josh scrolling. Just bottom. keep scrolling. Well, scroll slowly. But then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let everybody see how beautiful these paintings are. Slow and steady. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. at the very end. I thought we had a destination. Right there trying at to the get bottom. there quickly. <laughs> that one right there. Yeah. The bottom, the second one in. Yep. So... Oh, you made it big. So, yeah, so that painting is probably um, another foot out from what the screen is. It's pretty, a little bit, right? A little it's, bit it's, bigger than it's this. It's huge, and it looks, it's, it's on my yeah. Yeah. That's an absolutely fantastic painting. I love the angel right there like that over your shoulder. That's it gives goosebumps just looking at that, the two children like that. It's beautiful. It's that's un- how we yeah. are. That's Because that, Joshua's with us. You know, that's my yeah. whole cathartic thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. So you guys now are okay. Now you got the rekindle. Now, now you guys in. are yeah, doing. Now so you're in. Now you're hooked. Now we're and we're you don't even know what the final product is. So once that comes, forget it. Yeah. yeah. So it wound up costing more to ship the painting <laughs> than what I charged her for the painting. So anyway, she gets the painting. This is October. I knew she had lost the baby December third, the year prior. So I was trying to like you know prolong it because we connected in the summer. So October, I can't wait because you see. There is yeah. nothing slow and steady about me. She gave me my, my Christmas, my birthday present in June. Yeah, my birthday's, birthday's in August. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait. So, oh, my husband, like, I, like for yeah. Christmas, like it's like Halloween. I'm like, you want to know what I got you? Yeah, he's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. I wound up having to buy like five <laughs> presents because I keep giving them. And that, okay. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Focus. Focus. So, focus. <laughs> so, in October, she gets the the painting, and then she's like, you know what? Because you knew I did intuitive guidance. I want to book a session with you. So she books a session, and we do a Zoom and intuitive guidance, and it's exactly what it is. I use my educational experience. I use my twat punchy method, and you know, and <laughs> I use my. When you really to, want to get them to pay attention, I yeah. don't even know if we talked on the phone about the painting. So that this is the first time that we had heard each other, saw each other. Voice communication. Yeah, it was all. I remember when the the thing came up, it was like 1992 all over again. I'm like, what? Yeah, we opened the the Zoom. She was like, like, Kate, 
So, yeah, yeah. So, so technology, right? How right. crazy that is because it would never have happened 30 years and ago. And now, and again, we're going to get to this, but now it's really, you would be amazed at how well people can connect through this virtual yeah. You know, platform this yeah. virtual community. So we do the intuitive guidance, and at the very end of it, and it was all about her feeling stuck, you know, I don't give a yeah. phone, all these things. And she goes, you know what? I had this idea just a month prior. She had taken this, you know, like this spiritual online. Thing. And this is during COVID, right? Because you said you yes. had this during COVID, this yeah. idea that came yeah. to you. This was the fall of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, can I just read it to you? And she reads this. No, it's not in there. No, it's the last meeting. It's the last meeting to doodle with the tree. All right. So sorry. So so she's like, she reads this blurb to me. She goes, I just had this idea for this this business. And she reads this blurb. It's maybe five, six sentences. And when she's done reading, I just kind of sat there. And she's like, oh, my God. She thinks it sucks. She, you know, she, I'm so stupid, you know. And I was like, dude, that's gold. This Tell is- us what you told her. Tell her what how you sold that idea and what that idea actually is. What was your what were you so, envisioning at the time? So it was uh, about creating a community that uplifts and inspires one another through personalized um, education, helping people find their unique differentiating factor in all they do, so that their spark can light, and then they can light a spark, and then they can light a spark, and we light up the fucking world. So it's really about <clears throat> it's not. It's uh, extra education, I called it, because it's not about um, learning how to do moves in Photoshop or learn how to do stuff like, like you could do all of that on Coursera and Skillshare and amazing other platforms, masterclass, YouTube, remote, whatever, anything. find out how to do something. Right. But the idea is that when we feel heard, when we are allowed to feel safe to explore what makes us happy, and we're given prompts to find that, the magic happens. And especially when you can connect with other people to do it like you know the reason why this was inspired was because I took a a workshop um, with this guy Victor Odo and it was about like it was called the extension program or something like that like uplifting and spiritual yeah learning to listen to your intuition and and tapping into the other dimensions and other spiritual kind of stuff woo woo as Dana calls it woo woo talk and it was great. It was every twelve. It was for twelve weeks, and every Sunday we would get together on a Zoom call, and it was people all over the world. I had a shiv in New Zealand, and people in California, and people in Canada, and we became like really good friends, you know, through this experience. And then it was over. So I thought, what if we take this experience and kind of create like a university, like an online campus? That like a village. It's of, a village. Yeah. Yeah. So we created some some different kind of schools of thought. And there's like an event center and a library. And I kind of like just mapped it out, like literally made a campus map. And I, I told Dana the idea. And she was like, you got to do this. It's gold. So then I started thinking about like, what does the business model look like? And it just kind of like started to like snowball and just pour out of me. And all of a sudden I had a business plan. And all of a sudden I had I, like, I'm a creative but this spreadsheet from my financial planning. Oh my God, with the spreadsheets <laughs> and the color. The, we've years, we've three had three like three five. fights in our, in our relationship and two of them have been about the spreadsheets. <laughs> I mean, I can't even tell you. It's like my financial projections are so fucking on point. That is like, cause I could just, it's just, it's so, 
You well, found like, your calling, basically, right? This is your thing. This is what you're doing. It's my thing. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. just like I, I'm a marketer, like because I I love the nature of people, but my true thing is branding. Why? Because branding is about finding the unique, differentiating factor, the authentic real thing about something, about a business, about a person, about anything, and then helping them show it to the world, right? What's yes. on the inside? Dana helps you break down and figure it all out and, and, and lose the fear to do so. Then what Uniquely does is is about like, okay, now I'm, now I'm ready to do this. I want to follow my joy. Where does that take me? You know, you have some people- And with who, whom? And with whom? But 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 I, and I don't mean to cut you off yeah. here because I just want people to understand and get you know I obviously have looked into it. We've talked off camera about it. I've done my research on it. But I want people to really grasp what it is that you guys have created, right? And you obviously you were listening to her and you said, "Oh, I love this." Right? Oh, my how did God. you get involved though? How did you then? Because it's your idea. Then how did that happen? How did you two collaborate? So from the moment we had that conversation, Angela was off to the races and just uh, creatively developing this thing, and we just spoke every day after that because we really did. We did. It was we like nonstop. Yeah, and we're talking about two people that have considered. We I've always considered myself like an island type, like I got this, and she just explained that she's had no friends. <laughs> True. But True, we spoke. Sorry. We spoke every day, and it was like, oh, what if we did this? Oh, and wouldn't this be cool? And I, and it just started to develop, and then it was like, okay, now uh, we. Uh, so at first, to, it did, yeah. yeah, to cut you off, Dana was like a sounding board, basically, yeah. like me just pitching my idea, talking stuff through, and I mean, I Maddie had hurt her knee, and she was getting a knee surgery. Who's Maddie? Her daughter. My daughter. Your daughter. My okay. daughter. My beautiful, amazing daughter. She had knee surgery, so I'm sitting there with my freaking N95 masks on, like barely able to be comfortable, but I wrote out the whole business plan in this notebook. Everything you can think of, the costs, how the, the instructors get paid, what does the structure look like, how do the one-to-ones how do the or coaching, like all kinds of stuff. And so I would run it by Dana, and then eventually I wrote a business plan because I was like, I gotta look for investors because I need X amount of dollars because I just did this gorgeous financial planning sheet. And so Dana was like, <laughs> She's really she's an amazing writer, as you can know from her book. So she would constantly look at like my words and help me shape them better. And we had this beautiful balance, just just her being a friend, like basically every single day being like my intuitive guide, you know. And then well, the joke was buy one intuitive guidance session and get the next three hundred free. Like that, <laughs> I think I'm over three hundred, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so then it just started to unfold, and then Dana brought up the idea of possibly being able to invest some money and asked me about what would that look like, and I had uh, our lawyer drop like what the partnership agreement would look like and how, how that would look and what that would mean and what the return on her investment would be like, and it was very much like, this is your show, I'm just the investor. I was like, I don't want to comment because I know I'm a bulldozer. I'm like, I don't want to commandeer anything. Like, this I is don't want to teach anything. This is your thing. Yeah. And I don't want to look like that I'm coming in yep. and stealing your thing. I was or, very or, careful. Always very I was like, very maybe careful. I'll teach a class if you want me to teach a class. And you're you like, know? I don't even want to teach I'm like, a I don't class. even want to do that. I'd rather just be, be you know, behind the curtain. You know what just I mean? Just give me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give you money and just be your friend and whatever. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. 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 So as uh, I was approaching investors, I made these beautiful investor binders, <laughs> and I was reaching, I swear, they were all because I'm a designer, you know, it's yeah. like yes. my thing. So I had the whole thing color-coded and beautiful. So I'm, I'm trying to talk to people. I'm getting all of this like, well, you should really do it this way. And I'm like, okay, cool, so I'm going to do it my way. Because every time I heard that, it validated my, my thoughts. Nothing that we're doing is like what's been done before. Everything, even from how we work, like we're not nine to fivers. There's no clocking in. There's no PTO days. It's not about that. It's just about 
do your job, enjoy your job. If you're not enjoying your job, let's talk about it so we can fix it. Like it's just, there's nothing we do to Love normal. of the game because you're not making it a job. Right. It's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Oh. So it's not, so it doesn't consider that. So if it's 11 o'clock at night and you get an idea, I think we could do this or do that. Yeah. That's not, you, you're not clocking in and clocking yeah. out. It's just, it's continuous. Continuous. And that's how successful people actually make it. Yeah. It's not a job. It's every day. It's 24-7 to be honest with it you. It is. Yeah. It is. We embed, my, my, my son who's four has a little sparky t-shirt you know we've got all the gear now you yeah. know like we're, we're rocking here did you, did you guys so did, was there a point that you said to her hey listen come on board or was it like you know how did that happen that you guys you know I, you I, became it from an investor to I was an investor again I was it, it was just clear that I I was a part of the development of this thing and um, and then it we, we talked about the um, the position was this before Kristen or after? Oh, before. Okay. Oh, no, the partnership. Mm. Basically, it started to evolve. And then, when, you know, like when you're just sleeping with somebody, and then one day you wake up and you're like, oh, you're my girlfriend. Or you should just live. You might as well. You might as well. You got a two drawers. You haven't been to your apartment in three weeks. Your plants are dead. We got to keep going back to your apartment to get new things, which is an inconvenience. Yeah. Economically, it makes more sense, right? So we're doing all of those things. There's toothbrushes everywhere right yeah. you know and then one day I was like when we were trying to get a specific investor yeah and I realized when I spoke to this investor I'm like wait a minute it can only be me yeah. it can only be me it's got to be like a family sort of business because again it comes from the soul from the guts and then I and then I was like oh and in the fact that my background is in education you know branding and marketing for 25 years I was an educator for 25 years it was like there's this whole there's so many components, but the ready set teach process, the curriculum and content, the the U instructors, that's the gem of this thing. Well, who's got the educational background? So and there was a point when I was like, I, I knew what the U instructors were going to do. I knew the role. I, 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 my whole hope and plan is to help these people who were in positions like I was, single moms, mm. uh, struggling families. You know, having everybody has that thing that they're really good at. Like you could come on and do something about even advocacy. No, or, no, or, no. You will come on. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I'm, to I'm make that you even said that, and I would absolutely love something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like yeah. everybody has something to offer. Everybody that we. No, you can reach your hand into everybody that you know and say, God, you should teach that. You love doing that. You love gardening. You love metaphysical shit. So, so give us, give us the gist then. Give us the thing because right now it, it's it's a it's little still nebulous. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a little here there, and I kind of have it in my head, and I I really want the people that are watching this that really would love and could benefit from it. If you could, in just as most layman terms, yes. just explain exactly what we're talking about. What uniquely. You. Can I show you? Yeah. Can you get, can you put that up there on where, where, where do you want him so to go? So go to finduniquelyyou.com. That's what anybody would do. Okay? okay. So if you were here, you come to finduniquelyyou.com. This is our marketing website. All the information about what we do is here. You can browse workshops and stuff. But what I really want to show everybody is if you scroll to the top and hit that login button. Yep. So this is now this is taking you into an app. We custom built an entire application. And people don't realize I have two apps that failed. Yeah. People don't realize how in 
in, tra- in you know how much detail goes into yeah. an app from the coloring, the yeah. fonts, the the, I the functionality, say, the, the functionality. Let's make it a husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking this was a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment. Yeah, okay. I know people don't realize yeah. how much money I paid, and I don't mean to cut you off. I paid twelve thousand dollars just so I could get the dot com yeah. of that I actually wanted. You just don't know. And then again, when you click this, where does it go? Yep. What's this? The purple, which I love. I love that you guys. I love the the branding, the marketing. Purple is magic, and orange is friendship. But but people don't understand. There's something to it. There's everything to it, and the details. And then each page, you have to sign off on each click. So so Scopic Software was our development partner. Is our development partner. They are. Like our family, they're, yeah, they're amazing. amazing. They are so amazing. They're look. They're globally located. I've got you know lead designer in South Africa and our project manager's in Albania, and they're just a global team. And they're well, you hit. We phenomenal. got lucky. You got lucky with that because a lot of times you have a language barrier when you're doing that, and it really could then you know make things go sideways. Yeah. Their time frames are different. Yeah. You're up at 4 o'clock. Oh, yeah. We, we no, see we, yeah. So it's all always, of our meetings are in the morning. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It just takes orchestration. And, yes. and Maggie, my project manager, our project manager, is just She's she's a genius. Like I'm just like I want to marry you, Maggie. I know you're already married, but I want to marry you because yeah. <laughs> I just love yeah. her so much. So this is the application. This is really what is important. So if everybody comes here, you go to findunicallyu.com and you log in on that orange button. Create an account. You create a free account and go. Oh no no. Page yeah, just do that. Just yeah, you refresh. can do the login. Yeah. But if you create a free account up until August 31st, everybody's going to be grandfathered in for a free lifetime membership. Because once all of our features are fully built, membership's going to be 150 bucks a year because there's going to be so much good stuff inside our campus Did walls. Did we just get knocked out? Uh. He's got the whole, yeah. No, not allowing us to get in there? Uh, wah, wah. Do you want me to... No, let me retype in the password. Okay. Don't forget the exclamation point. Yes. I don't want to tell all the studio audience here what our... I have an exclamation point on my... um one of my passwords. Yeah. That's my thing. It's a thing, right? Yeah, that's, it's either dollar signs or exclamation points. Yeah, I got all these <laughs> children yeah. books is my uh, passwords. Want to really break into my stuff? Just look, you know, go to children's books. <laughs> um, it's not allowing you to do it, Eric. Yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I would share. Do you get go over there? And go yeah, let me really go quick. plug it in. Real yeah, quick. go plug it in. Because this is important. I really want to show it. Yeah, so really quick, let's let, let's talk about. The, the the whole process of everything. I mean, this was a big jump for you too, yeah. right? Because the financial part, which yeah. really yeah, it was pretty serious investment. Yeah, it's a pretty serious investment, and you have your own life that you're doing. Yeah, you know, you yeah. are an educator, which you been you you stopped doing too, right? And then you went into painting full time. Yeah, and yeah. I love that story real quick, and we'll get right back yeah. to this. Was you tried to get Roberto to go to this? painting class. He's like, yeah. I'm not going with a bunch of girls. Yeah, drinking wine, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And you went to Michael's and you did a little painting thing together and then the next thing you know, voila. Okay. So, I can mean, I expand on, on this? Yeah, 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 I'm all over the book. I had the biz. I'm all over the book. Get out of here. But I, I really, I, I people need to understand something. You know, there's, you know, people like have, you know, they set intentions and they have vision boards and they understand like the law of attraction, manifestation and all that stuff to get your stuff. I made this vision board. Where's my car? You know what I mean? But what people don't understand is it takes inspired action. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to do the work and you have to take the risks and you have to trust yourself. So 2015, just by, I always joke when I say happenstance, but picked up a paintbrush and there was promise. Like I was like pretty good. And the like there was something that awoke in me like I had to paint every day and I just painted because I loved it not because I thought I'd own a gallery not because I thought that I would eventually write books but I painted because I loved it it brought me joy and what that did was it led to the next thing which was somebody going hey if I pay you will you do a painting for me and I'm like I can get paid for this. I can pay. And yeah. then it led to, you know what? I should do little art festivals. I'm in South Florida. So, you know, all you could do them all year. And I did some art festivals. I wound up leaving my six-figure job. I started painting January 2015. Banging the table, ah. sorry. January two I'm very pointy. January 2015. I just finger the table. Flipping it, flipping it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's always joking. I thought you were fingering the table. Oh, my God. This has gotten south real fast. So, so, yeah, I did coke with my dad. So, so anyway, January 15th, uh, January 2015, I started painting. By June of 2016, the writing was on the wall that I could no longer do what I was doing. August, I came in and told my principal, I'm like, I'm out. You got me for the year. I just want to, I, you know, and, and then we'll get right back into yeah. this year, though, is because both of you did the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. People don't realize that, hey, you got to take that risk. Yeah. But you got to sit down and do the work. Because every time is the procrastination. Yeah. I'll make that spreadsheet yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe tonight, I got to make my coffee first. Let me get to the fridge. I got to do this. Do it. You. You went to work every day, then you came home, and I remember you said you made the food, you did whatever you had to do, put the kids, put the kids to, bed. to bed, and then you painted. You did the work. You yeah. did the yep. work. Yeah. And now yep. that's the thing, and people don't get to that part. Yeah, because, the work. because they think it's outside of them. Yes. You know what I mean? And it really was one of those things, and, and I want everybody, i going to put my velvety voice on, I want everybody to listen to me very carefully. Firstly, nothing happens overnight. But if you enjoy what you're doing, I hate when people say, oh, follow the journey, the joy is in the journey. But the reality is, if you love every moment of what you're doing, then the journey is just as fun as a destination. And if there is something, I feel so strongly about this, if there is something that you desire, if there is something that you love that brings you joy and you want to do more of that, and the only thing keeping you from doing it is the fear of, well, I don't have the money to quit my job, or I, but I, I could never be a blah, blah, or whatever it is. If fear is the only thing holding you back, then you need to tell fear to fuck the fuck off because it's irrelevant. It's the biggest crutch. It's the biggest determining factor is fear. People just can't get over it. And I'm gonna and I speak from my own self. Well, we all have it. Yeah, somewhere. we all have it. it yeah. You know, the same thing. You know, it's the fear of doing something. You get over that hump, and then you realize, what the hell fuck was I so scared yeah. for? Yeah. But anyway, come on, let's get yeah, into yeah, this yeah. here now. Go ahead. So tell us. And it's not just the fear this. of doing stuff for yourself. It's the fear of changing the relationships. It's the fear of of changing something in yourself, changing a behavior, walking away from something that's what not working. What will people think? Yeah, no, that's the biggest. Yeah. Especially now in today's age in social media. If I make this video and then I put it out there, everybody's going to now be able to see it and they're going to comment and they're going to judge. It's so afraid. Really, though, when you see something on social media, you may sit there and say, ah, and then you never even think it again. Yeah. But the person, they think you're 
you know, dwelling over it for the whole entire they're, Because they're judging themselves. Yes. Because their own insecurities. And when people become empowered, and again, there's all these opportunities to become empowered, but you know, that we're offering here. But when people become empowered, it doesn't matter what other people think. Yes. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I, I you know, I laugh. I'm, I'm so carefree. I'm almost irresponsible. I'm like, my husband's got to be like, are you going to put pants on today? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> because I've become so confident and comfortable with who I am. And people can feel that. And then people respond to that. So we're doing the opposite. We're trying to love me, love me, love me. But you know what? Just be lovable. Yeah. And that's obviously a broad term, but just be in power. You're not going to get the power. You're going to be in power. And gratitude. And go- oh, my God. Gratitude, gratitude for all of it. Yes. Gratitude. In my, That's what changed my life once yeah. I found that out, that secret. But, Kelly, let's get into yeah. this because I'm all really right. interested all in right. it. All right. All right. So... The application is that this is, uh, it's basically the behind the gate, right? You've logged in, you've created your account. And if you click on my name at the top, right, uh, and then go to you social profile, everybody um, has, so you're seeing it in my view because it's my thing, but everybody has a, a profile here. And we ask just fun questions. You know, what's your guilty pleasure, blah, 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 just so that we can get to know our authentic selves. We ask everybody to post a picture of it, uh, a picture of themselves, not like some cartoon or whatever, because we're gonna change the face of social media. So here, we're gonna be building um, something called the Campus Commons, and the social profile is part of it. Uh, We're gonna have a wall that has no likes or dislikes, there's no like any kind of emotions, there's just conversation. We're going to have a messaging platform that we're building, it's the next thing that we're building, this whole inter-messaging thing, so you don't have to go over to Facebook and hear this message and block this person, you're not gonna be able to block anybody. It's not what this is about, this is all about uplifting and inspiring and if you can't uplift and inspire people then this isn't the place for you yeah we got rules it's yeah so if you go back to workshops at the top um so this application right now a picture this in six months you're going to open it up on a dashboard and you're going to have the campus map that you can click around you're going to have your calendar and you're going to have your social wall and you're going to have a bunch of different things but right now we have the workshops up and running because these are i gotta i want to get these people paid these people are so oh phenomenal my God, they're so great and so incredible and have so much to offer um if you click on the one that's on the bottom right so you put down that substance that's me what we've done for every single workshop is we've got a promo video that you can click in that is not hey, this is my workshop, it's about this. The promo videos are questions. Dana interviews each you instructor and they're intriguing questions about like, why uniquely you? Why are you here? Why are you sharing this? Humanizing them. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Because that's what people want right off the bat. They yeah. want to make it that you are human, you have emotions, and what I'm going through, you can relate. Yes. We are all in this together. There's a, tomb, a term, Ubuntu. I am because we are. I can't be well, happy, and whole unless the people in my sphere of influence are well, happy, and whole. And so even though it's our own individual journey and we have to do the individual work, we are all in this together. It's actually inverted, too. I can't have everyone. I can't make anyone happy and yep. whole mm-hmm. unless I'm happy. It starts here. You it put the oxygen here. mask on and then you put it on yes. the kid. Yeah. You put it on the kid first and you're laying on the ground while the kid's walking around in circles. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, it has to start with you. Yeah. You have to love yourself because if you can't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. Yeah, That's the truth. Yes. So all of our workshops, the way that they're, they're live workshops, we have a classroom software called Big Blue Button that we've utilized. And once you sign up for a workshop and you you register for it in this locker here, the purple locker, 
you'll have your classroom access link. You have replays to your to your session, and everything everything happens in your locker. And right now, we're using Slack until our our campus commons is built. So everything you need is always going to be here in this locker. Um, so we have emails. So any that past you. any past videos that you purchased or anything like that. Yep. Now, well, how does that structure work? So you have this video that I want to you know imp- of empowerment. Let's say. Yeah. How does the payment structure? How much is it? What so is it that you do? If you actually go back out to a different workshop, that's not mine because you're seeing it in my view. Because um, if you're, a, I'm a U yeah. instructor, so you're seeing it in my view. Go to How about victimhood. Okay, let's go to Dana's. Uh, I shall not claim victimhood. Number one, yeah. So you can see the cost there. It's a promotional cost right now because it's it's way it's a uh, it's coming up. Um, and what you do is you purchase your seat got a credit card system so we're all set up with credit cards and good stuff like that and we do run promotions oh so if anybody is listening right now and anybody sees any workshop that's intriguing please email team at find uniquely you and just put the joe cozo show and we'll send you like a 50 percent off coupon oh, i love it yeah so we because because these are and really thank you because that's a promoting my show too i really appreciate it. exactly that. That i mean because this is what that's what it's together. all about Obutu! Obutu! you're getting it <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. so because so, it's truly it. love it. you Absolutely truly have it. to experience what this is like yeah and so you purchase your seat you come in here the day of your workshop you go into the classroom it's a live event it's a live Zoom virtual meeting. The U instructor is there. They're going to introduce themselves, and they're going to introduce their content, and then they're going to talk to every single person in the room and find out why you're here. So I have a brand DNA workshop. It's about branding. I take all my marketing stuff and help people who are starting their own little thing or doing content or whatever. The, the It's unlimited. Unlimited. What you can do here. It's amazing that I, I just thought to myself, so you're doing a branding workshop, but you could also do – some copyright workshop. You can do Absol- anything. A motivational workshop. You can Leadership. do. I need to. You know, a teaching. A how to be a professor. Uh, filling out resumes. Workshop. Gardening. Yeah. Gardening. Like how to eat with Whole Foods. Somebody who's trying to build immunity. Can yes. you please go back to um, the workshops page? Sure. Thank you. And the I, schools. I'm sorry. Yeah. So all of those schools at the top. We have seven schools of thought. So the the, the everything's kind of bucketed. If you click on the little I. Of, a, of kind of a couple of them. It gives you what the school is about and what the tags are. Everything is clickable, so you can find, oh, writing and poetry. Let me find and a workshop. And color-coded. And color-coded, of course. Which I'm, t- I'm telling you, <laughs> they don't realize the <laughs> amount of details it takes to create I, this. I am the queen of she details. She is I know. the brainchild. I'm I know, like but the people, foundation. People don't understand. Like, you're yeah. up at 11 o'clock at night. <sighs> Make it purple. Oh, yeah. I couldn't yeah. sleep last night yeah. because the the I, the menu on the mobile was too close. And I'm like, I gotta fix it. Yeah, yeah, I I know all about it. I lost a lot of money yeah. and it didn't work out, but That's, I did it. But I now can appreciate yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So all of this is so you can find a school. You can search by the school. You can just search by a keyword and try to find you know increase your energy naturally is an amazing workshop mm. that Kristen does. Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. Oh my and, God. and here's another thing too. Like, if I really like <laughs> you, this workshop by this individual, say Kristen, right? And then all of a sudden, Kristen wants to do something else. I know Kristen now, and yes. I may want to go into that workshop. Yes. A thousand as well. percent. Yes. Right. So. And I, they can have a following, which yeah. incentiv- incentivizes them That's to do awesome. excellent. So it's all about. Oh, so, and it's not just. It's all going back. <laughs> it's, it's not just about taking more workshops. So. 
Dana does intuitive guidance. Dana is an artist. Dana is an author. You work with her. We're going to have something we're also in development called the Hello Pages, where every member gets a listing on the Hello Pages. It could be for whatever you want. It could be your Facebook page. It could be a business. It could be anything. So when you, we encourage our U instructors to share their outside businesses so that they can gain clients and they can build their businesses. We want everybody to be lifted yeah, up from the outside and the inside. The we are, we're all about promoting each other. Um, and then if you click on the lighthouse, if you don't mind, I'm sorry, I hate being so pointy. Click on the lighthouse, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be our event center. It's very well warming. The whole, the whole website's very warming. Thank you. I worked yeah. really hard on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I did all the design fantastic. Because everything. it comes from warmth. Yeah, yeah. it does. You it's know? really warming. The lighthouse, the whole thing, naming it that way, the colors, perfect. So, yeah. You know, you have all the other, you, you hit all the ethnicities too, which is excellent oh, as well. Yeah. well yeah, no. We are global. Yeah. Niha's in, in Mumbai, no, I, and we've got Benita in, in England, and we're going to have Matt in Australia. So the lighthouse is going to be where we have all of these events, and the events are not so much uh, our experiences; they're more called. So you can kind of get the taste of what a workshop is like before investing in a workshop. Maybe it's like an hour-long meditation for 20 people, or it's uh, a public speaking event. Dana talking about something about 10 racks to 100 people in, in a virtual setting. But they're all these events that are only offered to our members, which and, is really, really exciting. And Kristen. Kristen's running. Kristen's our light keeper, so she has got this head on her that she can do. I am to spreadsheets like Kristen is to logistics and planning. Yeah. And she brings, and you need that. You need those oh. people, and they have. And it seems like she's invested oh, in it. She's Kristen. She quit her job like us, and she's one. She's one of us. Yeah. And and Angela always refers to Kristen and I as her angel angel wings. Can't One's fly the left, them. ones are right. Can't like the three of us are are one unit. Yeah. You know, we're all individually. I always think of the Venn diagram. You know what I mean? Yes. And that, and the three of us, that piece in the middle that we all have, a, we're all like-minded, but our strengths all complement the other strengths, and we come together, not in competition, but in collaboration and cooperation, and we create. And love. And Absolutely. Yeah. That's where it all stems from. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Now, the videos, how long are the videos, the the. There's the, one, two minutes, three minutes. Just, no, I'm talking about when. So if I want to log on to a session, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, So the sessions themselves—they're not videos; they're live. They're live live sessions, sessions. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 But um, can I go back and watch it again if yes, I wanted to? Everybody yeah. gets okay. a replay link. Uh, it stays in your locker, so your locker is there in perpetuity. So you can access all your replay links. You can message your U instructor. You can be like, "What was that course again?" Or "When was that again?" It's always in access. You always have access as long as you have your membership intact. Um, but so we have them really starting at three hours, like a three-hour intensive, or they could be like my brand DNA is two hours over four weeks. So you come back and you learn. And I also have a how you build a website like a boss. And it's all about planning. So it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a Tuesday. Because we, we learn, we learn, we learn. Then I give you a week to come back with a homepage. You know, and oh, nice. Of, Almost like an assignment. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's oh, it's a university. university. Yeah, what am I talking so, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's truly a university style setting. Like, we had, that's why we have the Campus Commons, is everyone's kind of socialized in the Campus Commons. We've got the event center, which is Lighthouse. The library, which is the other link there, the library is going to be so phenomenal. This is going to be only for members, but it's like anybody who has anything to contribute can go in here. YouTube videos, like any, like any kind and of my videos. My book would be in there. Your book, audio book, streaming music, um, art galleries, whatever people want to contribute. When you say, what are the people? It's the people that sign up. The members. And they can do that. And then how do you categorize everything then? Because obviously, you know, if everybody's putting things into this. Well, you make a spreadsheet, of course. <laughs> 
I mean, oh, I yeah, think. you do. <laughs> and it's got to be gorgeous. Of course, yeah. And color-coded and font size correctly. Of course, absolutely. When they touch my spreadsheet, she's like, it's very itchy. I'm like, okay, uh, I'll do that. Uh, call you back. <laughs> so the, the library is going to be very organized. It's going to be, <laughs> I'm a Virgo OCD. It's like, it's just in my nature. But we're going to have basically, it's going to either be categorized by the, the schools, so it's the type of content, or the uh, file format of the content. So if you're streaming a video or if you're listening to an MP3, you'll be able to search in multiple ways. And so, what, But how does it help, though? Like, So what I'm saying is you have this library here, and just say me as a user, I want to post something that I'm doing? Is that what you're talking about? A user can do it? You would have to go through an application. So it's, it's all vetted material. Okay, that's it's, what I mean. So yeah. I'd have to yeah, go through yeah, an application, yeah, yeah. Yep. and then I say, listen, this is what I have. This yep. is what I want to do. This is what I want to bring to the table. Yep. Obviously, it can't be copyrighted or anything like that. Right. right? So that's where, that's where right. you have to vet it and everything. Right. It gets approval. I make this video, and now it's in the library. Yep, and if it's something that's already hosted on like YouTube or something, that's fine, but we would take the original asset and host it ourselves because we're not going to stream in links. Yes. Right now, we're using Vimeo um, to host our promo videos, but it's all like uh, unlisted stuff. Um, but but the library is going to be the key foundation to hosting all of this content on our on our platform and stream it ourselves. Uh, we're going to pay royalties to people for viewership. So the the content is free for members to peruse and yes. enjoy. Um, and then the people that submit the content are going to be able to earn royalties. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So it'll start with like free membership. It'll start, you know, like there'll be levels of, of, of viewership. Cause, and then it helps our U instructors. So like Niha has a book that she wrote that, that goes with her, her workshop. So it could promote her. She could do like stream her book on here. And then, oh, by the way, she's teaching how to do this. Dana's got how to write a book? You know, teaching how to like her her content, which is in it takes. It's about it's it's about um, uh, uh, properly educating and parenting and caring for our children. That's that's what I'm saying. It's the 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 topics and the categories. Yeah, yeah, are yeah. completely endless. Endless. Yeah. yeah, even just this is how you write a novel. Yeah, this is how you this is how you write a, a, a you know screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Every single yeah. school of creative you, expression. You, I've I've already remember I'm content yeah, and curriculum. I have already thought. <laughs> Dana, Dana is my cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chief officer of curriculum and content. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and her husband is my my director of TNA. Uh, yeah, yeah, technology yeah. and accounting. Yeah, yeah. It's, Sorry, it, it, we're we're kind of children running this. We company. are we are children. We are children. <laughs> no, but again, I, and I want to go back to this because you know I I want to get as much as you can to say because but we we have a, a little bit of a time issue yeah. here, so we're going to start winding it up. But I really want to say though that the again the backstory of you two, the creators, right, and what you've gone through. And what you've done, oh, and then you sit here and see what you've created, and again, how you humanized yourselves, and what you've gone through. You're really speaking from experience, yeah. and it's unbelievable. It really is fascinating, and I think people, I think this is right on the money. And I think people, like I said before, we started the show. I said people are lost. Yeah. I yeah. think men are very lost, but in, in globally, because I'm a man, and that's how I look. And it's funny because I see the women. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I'm a guy. Yeah, yeah. And I see how men are lost. I, me, being one of them. And again, my parents both not around. Yeah. Both of them are dead. I don't have. I don't have a family. I'm an estranged sister, like how you have with your brother. I don't mm -hmm. know if you rekindled that relationship. No. I didn't get to that point in the book, but right you know, now he's it's gone. Not, it's not even enough. She yeah, said yeah, yeah, I yeah. had a brother. Yeah. That's just yeah. Crazy. Give yeah. you an idea where and I did. I. 
you know, and I had to get myself, and I had to do a reality check. I had to do a twat punch to myself. I got you a machine a in the back. You yeah, yeah. A dick punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speed bag. Yeah. Great. Good for you. It's good. Pretty good. <laughs> Yo. Pretty good. You. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> but this is something that when I was going through it, that I would gravitate towards. I'd still gravitate towards because you're never perfect. You're always self-improving. That's another thing that I love about this. Yeah. You know, it's just a revolving door of information yeah. and help. Yeah. And connectedness. Yes. Yeah. We're and not alone in this. Yeah. Yes. We're yeah. not alone. And, and what's going around in this world today, we're not going to get in, I'm not politicizing yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. I don't have to do any of that. But what's happening it makes even people even more lost. Of course. Yeah. Right? People don't understand that they're the creators of their own reality. <laughs> what you see is what is. So if you turn off the news, doesn't mean it's not there. You don't have to worry about it. It doesn't have to become yeah. part of your reality. Yeah. Yes. My reality today is this world. These beautiful you yeah. instructors, most beautiful woman next to me, my uh, all of my friends, our new friendship because we're friends now. Oh my gosh, we're, we're like totally besties. I know. I know. We're I, know. Totally <laughs> I said to Eric, I'm, I said, gonna, I'm gonna babysit your dogs for you when you're on vacation. I, I said to Eric before you guys got here. I said, I'm just letting you know, this is not the two females that you're probably gonna think that are gonna come in here. This is totally different. Yeah. Two totally, and I only. Met you guys on a Zoom call, yeah, for a like Zoom a call, which I was able to already, which is right there like is. this. There exactly. I was able to figure out. I was like, wow, these are really, really interesting people. Can't wait to see them. And then again, listening to your book, forget it. But gone. so COVID did that. COVID allowed us to see that we can connect through technology. Right? Yeah. Technology is not evil. Technology is just a tool for us. And because we had to do Easter Sundays with tech, through a Zoom call, because we couldn't all be in the same room, for the first time, families, older people, people who are not comfortable with the Zoom call, because you know, maybe not have a professional job, are like on a Zoom call. And I have friends that I may never physically meet, but they're... I, we're in love. We're in love. Tomorrow, tomorrow before I fly out, because I flew in... For you from Florida. Thank you. Oh my God. I, I, I am actually, but I, I am actually take that as a compliment because I love you too. Oh, so yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is but important. Tomorrow morning, we, one of our new instructors, uh, Rosie, is um, she lives on Long oh Island. Oh my God, Rosie. I love and Rosie. we have never met Rosie, and we're having coffee with her tomorrow, and we're like so excited, so excited. We're like, we're gonna see Rosie. Gonna be Rosie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, yeah. but but because that magic that happens in these rooms, the intimacy that happens, yeah. the safety, and you feel you actually become friends with each other yeah. and we're trying to create it so that you can stay in the sphere with each other you know how do you guys how do you monitor that though like how, what's the watchdog of the of the site right because okay. people can be Trolls. you see not even that you see see what you have is the complete opposite of say what twitter is right yes. twitter is a cesspool of terrible people terrible everybody's knocking everybody everybody feels you go on there and you feel like you're a dirty person you got to take a twitter shower yeah. and you got to well, I know what the hell happened <laughs> what, what's going on my life sucks yeah. just, oh my god i didn't know that my head was shaped that way until somebody said that you got an egg shaped yeah. head and this and that can you click on the rules the bottom left just you just to be clear yeah So here are the rules. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Basically, blah, 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 be nice. Carry your own bag. Blah, 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 be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Say it, don't spray it. Blah, 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 you be nice. <laughs> and you be nice. So he's asking how we monitor it. So that's why we have, uh, you have to log in to really get into the space. 
because it's a closed gate. It's a closed campus. Yeah, it sounds like the like the Pentagon is interviewing these people that are coming in. Yeah, how you guys have it set up, <laughs> which I love though, by the way. But no, yeah. but that's for everybody's safety. But if you want to have a safe space, if you want to do that, you have to do stuff like that yeah. because then it'll turn into Facebook. Terms yes. and conditions, right? And the terms and conditions clearly say if we ju- we are judging your behavior. If anybody feels uncomfortable, if anybody's not where they need to be and they're not feeling safe, you're out. Yeah. Well, another question that I have too, and this is just logistics, for me to sign up, is that free? Yes. So that's free. It is free, and it is going to be free until all of our features are fully built. Because I can't pay for I can't people ask people for membership. No, but what I was going to say is that also is a self-vetting process, too. Trolls and people that are, you know, they won't want to pay for something that yeah. is going to be just as glorious and nice. You know, they want the free, and then I can go in and bash everybody, well, and, everybody have, and there's thinks, no consequences to it. Everybody thinks that the marketing site, that first page before we logged in, everybody thinks that's what Find Uniquely You is, but that's not it. That's yeah. just the front. That's just the gates. That's what we want everyone to see. That's our store. Come shop and buy swag. That's where you learn yeah. about yes. stuff. But to be in here, you have to create an account. So it already blocks people, and you have to agree to the terms and conditions. So you're already at the gate already. Yes. yes. And our, our you instructors are vetted very well. You know, we're having an orientation, actually, on the... Yeah, uh, so you should fill out an application by the way. So yeah, yeah, get on it. Yeah, okay. And, and, uh, I think your girlfriend has something to offer, too. Yeah, yeah oh, my girlfriend. For sure. My, oh, well, I'm going to just say this, and I don't want to speak out. But and your my, daughter, by the way. Oh, yeah. and your daughter. Oh, yeah. God, I was going to say, my girlfriend, she does, you know, because I didn't really know too much about it. She will absolutely love this yeah, because we are on a journey together. What we're doing, too, is and we're finding each other, not just, you know, in the relationship, but... You know, we're sitting there saying, because she has a nine-to-five type of job, and we're sitting there saying, there's more to life than this. No, being serious. No, but that's it. And now what we do is, (laughs) and and now every morning, instead of putting on Fox News, (gasps) and the world is crumbling, and all of a sudden, no, this was our routine. No, this is this is our routine. What we would do, I'd come in from walking the dogs. Now she's making the food for the dogs, right? And Fox News is on. Joe Biden did this. Donald Trump did that. China's doing this. Don't go outside. If you're not vaccinated, you're done. If you are vaccinated, you're done. And this and that. Monkey pot. And the, and the next and thing you know. And what did that do for your blood pressure? It was yeah. good, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, in half hour into now, I was so happy with my two dogs that don't talk. Yeah. And I'm just, all they want to do is love me. I come into my house, and now I'm miserable. Yes. I'm in the shower. I can't believe this is happening. I gotta be, do I gotta fear, run for Congress? Fear, do fear, I gotta run? Fear, do I gotta fear, do this? Fear, How am I gonna change fear. it? I can't, yes. Fear. But now, and I said to my girlfriend, this is, it's a mindset. We are in this mindset we put ourselves in. I said, but you know what we can do? We can get ourselves out of it like this. So now when I walk into the house, you know what's playing? Joel Osteen. I love Joe. Blinky. I love yeah. him. Uh, now I'm listening to that. And then all of a sudden, now we're having conversations not as, can you believe all these people are coming through the southern border and now the inflation? Now it's, oh, wow. Did you hear what he just said? Yeah. Did oh, you hear that we could now, we that helping, gratitude? What's that word, gratitude? What is that, gratitude? <laughs> it's an attitude. Yeah, yeah. What is that thing? <laughs> what is he saying there? You know, say it like you mean it. You know how he does his little thing, and yeah. it's like, and we say it together. Say it like you mean it. Yeah, you know, and so now cute. that's our thing, and and it's changed the dynamic of our relationship because now it's about we're in this together. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. 
and we can control our own destiny. Empowered. Yes. And it's changed everything. And that's why she is going to absolutely, I couldn't give her too much, but she was today too. Like I said, I, I had the, the recording in the bathroom this morning. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, who is that? I was like, this girl that I'm going to be interviewing today. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. You know, because I had it on the on, on my phone and I'm listening yeah. to it as I'm, you know, getting ready. It, it really is. Now, how do you find, how, where do people go to sign up? How, so, is it, it's uniquely you find uniquely find you sure uniquely you dot com all right? you do is go there browse that site if you want but create a free account before august 31st is the app up yeah uh, this is uh, this is live oh this oh, is we, the app. we're running workshops oh so you have a you okay i understand what oh it's not a phone app i mean we're we're responsive yes i understand we're that's a, yeah yeah so it's, but it's, it's a, when you actually take the workshop it's much better to do it on your laptop so you can see everybody and and see the presentations from the new instructors but yeah no this is an application that we built not a little phone app like a yeah no i know what you're saying. like your little dinky twelve thousand dollar one yeah, yeah. <laughs> selfie madness <laughs> This is a responsive. God, it's a it's it. a responsive marketing WordPress. Seventy five thousand dollars, right? That should just flush it right down the toilet, I right know. down. See you later. Goodbye. I know. See ya. I know. It's the worst. And I keep getting GoDaddy. Do you want to renew your yearly <laughs> no. .com? You for, shut your mouth. Yeah. For, do you want to renew your SelfieMadness.com for thirty five dollars? You mean the one that I paid twelve thousand for? Yeah, I'll do, do it. Do you know how this name came about? Tell I was messing around on GoDaddy, saying, "What URL can I get for cheap?" There you go. I had a whole bunch, you know, find yourself, be you, all this stuff. And I bought like three or four that were like 10 bucks. So Yeah, just to keep it so nobody else can get it in case I want to go back to it. I got like 30 of them. I knew I wanted it to be. I couldn't, yeah. you, I yeah. couldn't yeah, use yeah, anything yeah. Joe Cozo Sports Show. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in case. case. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. I was uh, talking sports. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I oh love it. I God, love it. So uniquelyyou.com. But the... But there are now they can go because I know you're saying that you're still in the launch mode and you're still no, getting. No, we're we're up. We're up. You're up. You're up. So the workshops are ready to go. Like we we have today. Them. We have what on Wednesday on th- Thursday, the 18th. Yep, Kristen's is on the 18th, uh, which someone could get in right now if they want to. Otherwise, registration's closing. Uh, we're all taking Wendy's What's Your Superpower on August 25th. I love that. Oh, this is all inspiring. Us. You should it's totally all, do yes. with us. Oh my God, that was inspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, will, I promise you, I will. Okay. 100. It's all inspiring. It's all healthy. Yeah. It's all promoting, you know, the well-being. Yeah. I love it. You guys, I mean, there's no negativity and at all helping, involved in And it. we're helping our U.S. instructors get some extra cash. Yeah. yeah. Who can't yeah. use some extra cash right now? Yeah, 100%. I, I want to add an important piece that we neglected to mention. So... Just talk into the mic if you can. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So for... I was getting so there comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So for those who would like... Think they have something to offer and would like to become a U.S. instructor, we have... Um, I keep banging the tape. I can't help it. Um, see, now I can't think because I can't move my hands. The U instructor. Yeah, so the U instructors on the 28th, we're having an orientation. So the deadline to submit an application to become a U instructor is on the 21st. On October 1st, oh, yeah. we are having an open house. And the open house includes, it's the entire day. So it's like um, three, like two hour blocks. And you could, if you, you could pay a nominal fee. It's just so, for commitment. And we have, like, we just throw, it's $6.27, like something ridiculous like that. And um, 
it gives people the opportunity to come in and out as they want. So we, and I know we don't have time for this, but we're creating our own show. So we're going to do a portion. Yeah, we're yeah, 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 I'd love to. You were calling it cuddle talk. It's like this whole thing, like the whole thing. <laughs> it's theme. called cuddle talk. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have to come in your pajamas and you have to be in a futon. Like you can't. But that will again. be on uniquely. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, what we're great. doing in this in this open house is we're doing um, a little sample of that, and anybody who joins us will be a part of our show. I'm doing a thing on ten Rex. Um, we're doing a couple round robins where we're going to take like four U instructors at a time, and each are going to do about twenty minutes. And so you'll move from room to room, and you'll get to experience a different workshop. So oh, I love there's it. two separate portions of that. So you'll be able to experience like eight different workshops. So it's in your best interest if if this speaks to you. We're not trying to sell this. We're telling you we got this great thing. And if it speaks to you, come join us yeah. to register for a free account before September 1st. Before the thing blows up, basically. Yeah, before totally blows yeah, yeah. Get in, get <laughs> in on the ground floor. If you are interested in being a U instructor, Take you know, send in, uh, submit a form before the twenty first. I have a question about yeah. that. Um, so, how what is the requirement for somebody? Because this is great for all, you know the site is great in twofold. It's great for people that need help, and it's great for people that found themselves or empowered in some way yeah, and now want to offer how to get to people. So how like what's the oh uniquelyu.com? Go to finduniquelyu.com, and then we have something called become a U instructor. Um, you might have to go back out. Home, I think you home, yeah. Become a U instructor right there. Okay. It tells you all about what we do, what we offer, and then if you anybody's interested, I just want to uh, hit that apply button. But Dana can go into it more. But there's a, a whole application here that you don't have to have teaching experience. It helps, but you don't have to. Yeah, that's what I meant right. by that. What what is it that people because. A lot of people also have other things to offer. Yes. Human life experiences yes. that yes. they can offer that yes. they can sit here and say, you know what? I can find empowerment by helping others. Yes. yes. And yes. that's what it does. Like my husband, I always joke because uh, he's, he's got his thing. My husband's amazing. He's meticulous with detailing cars and he loves his cars, loves his Audi. Like he's meticulous. And I'm like, you should do a workshop for for people who love their cars. Like yes. how to get a scratch out, how to, how to do, do this. this. It's, and it's, it's endless. It's not because endless. he went to school for it, it's because endless. he loves doing it. He's always oh, got all these little tool tips and tool tips and things. I'm like, different be lawnmowers or whatever it is. You whatever want to get an electric lawnmower, this is the benefit of this and this is the could be it's endless. And endless. Yeah. All you have to have is a passion for it. What about you? Are you guys on social media yourselves personally if they wanted to follow you like if you know buying your book also let's plug your book. How do they get your book? Ten okay. So, 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment. It's on Barnes & Noble and Amazon, but Amazon is always like, it's just, you know, easy peasy. It's the best way to go. I sell them on my Ubuntu Fish Gallery website. The publisher, Sleepy Lion Publishing, uh, sells them there. But And the beauty about Amazon is feel free to write a review. But, oh yeah, see, there it is in the gallery. But uh, that's the picture of a gallery, though, right? Wait a minute. Yeah, that's my gallery page. Yeah. Oh my God! I need better glasses. I was trying to see the price of the book. I'm like, it's not thirty six dollars. No, Dana just can't see. So, uh, so anyway, on on uniquely the audiobook that I narrate because who tells your story better than you do? I hate audiobooks that are not narrated by the author. I cannot stand. Doesn't it. make any sense. It's my yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. it I, makes again. It makes me say, oh, well, now I know everything about it. I can tell you fluctuations. I can see how you talk. Everything. It's yeah. very personable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's exclusively offered 
on Find Uniquely You. Now, for those, um, go ahead. For people who sign up for workshops, uh, they get a free copy of the audiobook. Um, otherwise, you could just buy it in the shop. It's in the yeah. shop. In yeah. the shop. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then Dana's also teaching workshops on 10, ten Rex. So yeah. that's really yeah. cool because if yeah. you're interested in the book, you can go through the work with her. It's yeah. great. I know it's cross promotion. It's great. I love it. But it, again, how do they people get in touch with you if they like, you know, oh, first, like, oh, in oh, social media? Like, okay. If they want to follow you and, you know, are you on social media? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook. And, and again, for now, until yeah. the, the entire thing comes to fruition. But um, I'm on Dana Sardano Scamboloni. That's my husband's name. Uh, you pull up Dana Sardano, you'll get it. The Scamboloni will come up. You don't have yeah. to type all that in. But I also have a Facebook group for 10 Rex for people who have read it and want to talk about it and interact because there's nothing that brings me greater pleasure than somebody like you read the book and they're like, oh my God, this one. She's like, oh my God, it changed my life. Like anybody who's read it um, and truly is willing to do the work, really, it's life-changing for them. And for somebody like me to know that I could take this big, stinky pile of shit, turn it into gold, and then share that gold with others, it's it's just, it's it's heartwarming. Yes. So so there's a couple different places. Again, you have the, the um, 10 Rex group from my Facebook page. You also have on Fun Uniquely You, the fact that I'm teaching these workshops, and there's always that communication after, that's the point. Mm -hmm. Angela said when she took Victor Odo's class, she was like, okay, we're done, what do we do after? Well, we're in constant communication with one another. Somebody takes my course and they wanna go a step further, they have direct access to the author. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what about yourself? So I'm on Instagram, uh, Uniquely You founder. Um, I'm on Facebook. We also have a Find Uniquely You group on Facebook. So anybody can request to join it if they want to just pop in there. If it's easier to find it that way, pop in, say hi, say I was on the Joe show. I'll send you a coupon. Um, Don't forget Professor Sparky oh, on yeah, Instagram. Professor Sparky, and he's on Facebook and Instagram. Professor Sparky's are, uh, he he has good tips and, and tricks and he introduces everybody to the U instructors. And oh, it's great. Yeah, and, and Uniquely You is on social media as well. You have the accounts. They can go there. They so can we, check it we out have it on as Instagram. Professor, Professor Sparky, he's, he's in charge of... Uh, He's in charge of everything. Yeah. He's it's on my back. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I really want to just say I really appreciate it. I had a great time. This I love so that I met fun. you guys 100%. And anytime that you want to come back on on any launch that you're doing or new products or whatever it is, anytime, or just come back and talk about this, you're more than welcome. Thank Even individually, you. your story is unique. It's fascinating. Yours exactly the same way. And I really just have nothing but gratitude that you guys came on. Thank you. I, I feel really like we could sit here for hours. Thank yes. you. <laughs> and when you're on our show, get your jammies picked Oh, I will. I'm going to get the ones with the sleepies on the bottom. Yes. When I'm in, I commit. <laughs> I yeah. commit. I go. I couldn't pick that up about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go all yeah. the way. <laughs> all right. So listen, we're going to wrap it up here. The show will be streaming on YouTube. It's also on um, rumble.com. It's also streaming on every audio device. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, you name it. And with that being said, thank you. Yeah, I'm at the table. We're out. <laughs> thank you. Hey, this is Crazy Robin. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show.